I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine. A new kind of Chromebook. Begin secure transmission. Good morning, 007. For the past three years, a high-ranking Russian general... Arkady Arumov has been stealing Russian military equipment and selling it on the black market. We have reason to believe he's about to ship a cache of high-tech weapons to a terrorist organization that has been targeting our embassies. Along with Agent 006, your mission is to infiltrate his base of operations, destroy the weapons cache and, if need be, eliminate General Arumov. General Voldemort. <laughs> Welcome back to Play Retro. Um, sorry, you caught me off guard with that. I'll explain that clip in a second. Uh, I'm your host, Scott Johnson, and if I catch you peeking at the bottom right fourth of my TV, I will cut you. No. Oh, and I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway. And no, you keep your eyes on your part of the screen, you screen looker. Also, no odd job. Oh, and slappers only. Yeah, slappers only. Oh, remember gold, the golden gun mode? Oh. Oh, yeah, baby. The golden gun mode. We must be talking about some kind of James Bond video game this week on Play Retro. Yeah, we must be. I'll I'll explain a little bit that may be a little confusing at the top of the show. That audio heard, which was Judy Dench. Mm -hmm. Uh, At the time, she was M in the, uh, you know, the Bond universe. Um, No spoilers, but she's not that anymore. (laughs) Anyway, uh, this would have been Daniel Craig time. But in 2004 through 05. No, wait. Was it later? Oh wait! No, ah. should, uh, you talk about Pierce Brosnan's run. No, it no, was no, earlier. No, no, no. Not that. About- not that. The the game. So they made a game called GoldenEye Reloaded. Oh, in 2010. 10, right there it is. Oh, 12. 12? 12. 10. 12? 10. Eh, whatever. It was I toward didn't the, play it, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It was toward the end of the PlayStation Three slash Xbox Three Sixty run, and um, a lot of people don't remember it. But it was actually really good. It was quite good. Yeah. But I think people just assumed, oh, whatever. You're putting Daniel Craig in there. Plus, you know, what are you even doing? It was actually pretty good. Da- of all Daniel the Bond- Craig. Yeah, go ahead. One of, the thing- one of the things I learned this past week, Daniel Craig, huge GoldenEye fan, yeah. loves the video games. Yeah. 
Pierce Brosnan just had a birthday this past week. The Did, guy we're going to be talking about mostly on this episode didn't care. Doesn't for him. like video games. Yep. And just didn't care for it. Didn't so, care for him. Yeah, Wasn't his thing. Claimed that he only played it once. I think that's been proven wrong though because he played it again. I found video of him and um, who's the Tonight Show host? Fallon. His name Fallon. Fallon. Jimmy Fallon playing yeah. a game, and uh, so I think it makes it twice for him. So. Yeah, he's played it more than I've, just about everywhere he's gone. He's probably went like, oh. So my whole James Bond run really is only being remembered through this video game. Well, part of that, a freaking Mr. Brosnan, if I can call you that, is that most right, of right. your James Bond movies sucked. They weren't good. <laughs> Goldeneye was okay. We were- the movie was okay. The game was insanely good. Take what you can, dude. It's fine. Before Brosnan, before Brosnan came along, they were pretty much done with bond i mean they almost just stopped the whole freaking thing and so they were kind of i I remember the time when this was going on and we were all like remington still as james bond we get we want him we want him the the fans were begging for it and we got it we got it you're welcome and he was fine you're welcome he was fine he was better than those timothy dalton movies nothing wrong with timothy dalton or timothy dalton it's not his he fault. He gets a lot of shit. It's not his yeah. fault. Those movies were bad, and it's not his fault. He was good in them. Uh, so, you know, whatever. But then the reboot with Craig, of course, you know, a, a much more epic uh, take. Although I think that last one was pretty disappointing. I did not like it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the latest one. You should watch it. Tell I me, need tell to. Me what to think it's on it. my list. Okay. But a lot. But my, my point, to go back to why I played that clip, the reason I played that and not something from the original GoldenEye to start the show is there are no commercials from oh. that era that had any yeah. voices in it at all of any kind. If it had no, them at all, it had a, like a little blip from something from the movie, but nothing from the games. Yeah. 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 I didn't hear anything from the games. I looked for the commercials as well. I always like it just gets sets the mood. And the uh, only thing I really saw was when they did the player's choice. And it was more like a, a like a mention. It's like, oh, the $99 deal on the yeah. player's choice. So we in the golden eye. But it was it was very brief. A lot of weird <laughs> the one you sent me, yeah. If you oh, okay, the, the one you sent one? me with the with the Japanese guys yeah. playing James Bond, <laughs> yeah, it's that was weird. pretty fantastic. No, 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 really, voices or anything. I mean, there's Japanese, visually. there's Japanese dialogue in it, but that's not going to help us on the show. So. Yeah, it was, um, it was yeah. Funny. You guys can, whoops, I didn't mean to do that. You can see it right here, chat. These are these uh, <laughs> these two these two James Bond dressed up looking cosplaying oh, Japanese God. executives. Uh, <laughs> It just, looks like a Nintendo. It looks like whenever you go to any, any of the Nintendo announcement things, it yeah. looks just like that. It's, that's what they always do. <laughs> they always go full in on the cosplay and everything. It's just great. Yeah. So the Japanese commercial is officially the best commercial. However, yeah, they didn't really say no anything either. Um, and they, and like I thought in the U.S. commercials, at least we get some guy going, "It's the '90s and we do a thing in the '90s." <laughs> right. I thought I thought we'd get that, but we didn't get that. Right. Good Lord, uh, we haven't even got to a top of show discussions, and I'm already like jonesing for this. I'm like, yeah, but it was in the near the end. Uh, you know, it was getting middle later, kind of middle of the N64 uh, uh, console, and I, yeah. So, how much marketing were they spending on this at that point? Yeah, right. I don't, I don't know. Ended up being, well, we'll talk about it in detail. Ended up being the second yeah. highest selling game in the history of that console. Right, um, I thought it was the third. Second, it went. Uh, All right. Mario 60. Well, in the States, I don't was, know about, I don't it, know about yeah, it. Number, in the States, I thought it was number one. Maybe we got some different. This, uh, again, this, we'll have there's, to look. There's a, there's, there's a, a lot. lot of, yeah. there's a lot of information out there yeah, about Goldeneye. There's a lot. Um, we'll get to it. That gonna, one, that one recap video claimed it, but he didn't give any data. So he didn't like tell us where he got his info from, yeah. but he claimed 
He yeah. claimed it was Mario 64, close behind that, GoldenEye, and then close behind that, Zelda Ocarina of Time, and then who knows right. from there. So, I heard I heard deal. number one was GoldenEye and then Mario. Wow. And then, yeah. So Whoa. I, but that's in the, in the United States, yeah. not world. We don't know about world. And maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe it's the difference. Maybe I was, somebody was talking about United States. Could have been. Somebody else was talking about North America. And then somebody was talking about world. Could I don't be. know. I don't know either. Maybe Numbers. it was, maybe Numbers. he meant how Europe. Do you, how maybe do you keep them straight? Europe would be number one because it's a European property. Everyone over there loves the you James Bond, right? so. But does do Americans love Bond more than Europeans do? I don't know. Do they? I, I don't know. know. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know either. I have no idea. But we're going to find out as we dig in. They okay. love David Hasselhoff. They do. The Germans do. All right. Let me get let me yeah. get uh, to a quick thing here, and then uh, we'll we'll get into this whole discussion. So everybody, just hold on to your butts. Um, if you, you butt? have games for gold on Xbox, uh, which means if you've got either. Uh, either the Xbox only or the uh, Ultimate Edition of Game Pass, you have access to this. Every month, Games for Gold is basically the equivalent of PlayStation Plus. They give you some games that you just can have, all right? Not not right. ones that are part of the sub necessarily, just you get to have these games. And it's usually a mix of maybe an indie game, maybe a more current you know, Microsoft-owned thing possibly, and then the third thing is usually like some 360 game or something like that. Yeah, uh, right back. now... Yoku's, well, at least last I checked, and I've been playing it because I love it so much. Yoku's Island Express from 2018 uh, is, game. I believe, still currently free and is not to be missed. So if you've never played it, it's this amazing com- combination of Metroidvania gameplay and pinball, yeah. if you can believe it. Um, if you're a retro gamer, I think you will like Yoku's Island. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Express. It's right up your alley. If you like Castlevania, Spirit. you like Metroid, you like any of that stuff, this thing does all of that. If you like old pinball video games, this does a bunch of that. And it may seem like, how does that work? I promise you it works. And it works yeah. wonderfully. It's such a great game. Well, So it's on sale everywhere else as well. Or at least it was mm-hmm. when I checked two days ago. So if you, so I haven't checked today to verify all this. So may, maybe go look. But like Steam and Switch and everybody had it on sale. Um, it quite often is on sale. And then, of course, for free with Games for Gold. And it's a wonderful game. I just it wanted to get is. that I out wonder there. If you get a new thing coming out. That's usually what you do. You drop the big old sale when you're thinking about doing the next thing. I'd like, take a sequel from them I'd be, or anything from I'd, them. I'd be totally down with that. It was their first game, and it blew my mind. Right. It's really, really good. Was it published by Team 17? Because uh, they were doing a huge yes. sale this past week. It is Team 17 published it, yes. So that's, that's the okay, reason. That's probably, that's probably the reason why. Team 17 is doing a huge sale right now with most of their properties. So that might be the dealy. I don't know why they're doing that. They got a couple of big titles coming up. Maybe they're just trying to get everybody yeah. talking about them. I don't know. Maybe yeah, they, they do this a couple, uh, at least once or twice a year. Team 17 is like outside, outside looking in. Yeah. For, for me, They've always been a, a great publisher, uh, and I love the stuff they do. I love their they they've been around forever too, and they've they've had their own first party games uh, that I've played, and I like it. Everyone, I like it. Everyone thinks of them as the Worms games, and they are. Um, yes, they, they, that's where they got their start. Team Seventeen started with building those Worms games, but they're a lot more than that now, and a much you know bigger on the publisher side than they even are on the first party mm-hmm, development mm-hmm. side. So go. Check him out. Brian, I heard you loaded up a PSX or uh, PlayStation 1 core on your mister, and I'm dying to know how this went. How'd it go? I did. So I was wanting to play some PlayStation. Well, first of all, Tondagosa in the chat room has been saying, hey, Brian, Brian, Brian. First of all, Tonda got me into the mister project to begin with, and then uh, we, I had a, we had a listener send me one because I couldn't access. I couldn't find one. Supply and supplies unavailable. So oh. I got one. Oh, how nice. It's a, yeah, that worked out it's good. It's a Keep hardware. It's a hardware. <laughs> I'm just 
just kidding. It's, it's the totally hardware fine. emulation device. Yeah, I'm just teasing. And uh, it is so it basically, if you haven't heard about the Mister Project, you got to look it up. But yeah, so they have a new core. It's for the PlayStation. This is 32 bit. Mostly on the Mister, it's only been eight and 16 bit. And I'm like, what? So you know, we've. I'm so excited. Now, the N64 is kind of a 32-bit slash 64, but the PlayStation, it was a fantastic time. I actually even got a chance to play a little bit of the uh, follow-up James Bond game, What's the World uh, the world to, uh, to, the Tomorrow world Never Do. Today. Tomorrow the day will end. Nope. Anyway, the Whatever. sequel after the GoldenEye, what's, yep. which wasn't done by Rare, by the way. They, no, they it was a PlayStation game, a and it wasn't that great. It was kind of blah. It was it was okay. Okay. It, was it, okay. wasn't, it wasn't great. It was okay, Scott. Yeah, it's fun. I enjoyed it. I had fun because it, it kept a lot of the things that we liked. I mean, we're talking about, you know, the things about GoldenEye is what well, thing I liked about GoldenEye was the stealthiness of it. You could choose to go in like a crazy James Bond or, you know, or you could go in and uh, do a little stealth. And both those games had that. And they got gadgets. And, sure. you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It still would have been. There still would have be been better. Uh, whatever. I'll, let me tell right. you the game you should have played. You should have played GoldenEye Reloaded. I know it sounds like a cash grab and it shouldn't be good. The game's legitimately good. Like there are so really good many. There are so many bad false start attempts at recreating GoldenEye that there's only really one that I'll even talk about, and that's just a few years after this. Rare said, we're going to do it again, and we're not doing it with the stupid Bond property, and half the crew's going to quit before we get it done, but we're going to do Perfect Dark. Yeah. That's, if you if you have that one, you're good. Dude, you're I love good Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark's great. Right. It's an amazing game. Perfect Dark. Yeah. But also, just one more thing while I'm talking about it. Uh, so, the Mr. FPGA, that's fantastic, but there was also something that was working on, too, in addition to the PlayStation Core, there's a Sega Saturn core yeah. that somebody was working on. Unfortunately, this developer lives in Ukraine. Oh, no. And That's yeah. not good. This has happened to a bunch of uh, retro projects because it, you may not know this, uh, but Ukraine is the source for a lot of great innovation and a lot of retro projects, including yeah. a museum that I think has probably been destroyed by now. A big loss for the retro community, even bigger loss for Ukraine. But I, I just, I, I was super sad to see that. But then I hit the forums recently, and he's he's updating again, oh, and he's de- he's still developing it in the in a war torn country. Hats he off is to that still guy. Developing the Sega Saturn core and. Keep working. Stay strong and make me that uh, maybe the course. Yeah, it's so really play. important that Brian get that course. So get that going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, priorities. Priorities. <sighs> yeah. I want one of these misters. You can't get these, right? Dude, I, I, I haven't looked recently, but I want to get one. We're kind of getting at the end of the uh, what this chip can do. And the question about the project is, what's next? Mm. Because we know we all love our 8 and 16-bit. It's just freaking it's just smooth as butter yeah but if you can find one if you can find the the mister that's out there right now because that's the only one that's available uh if you can find it um <laughs> totally do it because it is it is you wouldn't you won't believe the experience it's i i can't it's it's really hard to explain tonda tried to explain it to me and i was like yeah yeah tonda yeah yeah whatever but then once you actually play it and you're like holy hell 
this feels just like playing on the first party equipment because that's what it is simulating at the hardware level. Yeah. And it's it, everything is snappy. There's no there's no mid game slowdown like you might get in software emulation. Don't get me wrong, software emulation, retro arch, all the cores. That project is freaking fantastic. All those projects are great. Yeah. But there's a little bit of inconsistency. Whereas this, like, it just hits. You plug in a controller from one of these original systems. If you can find a USB adapter, plug that thing in there, and man, or get you a, get you a you know eight bit do controller. I mean, it sure. is you're set it to is go. Tasty. It no, that's tasty. awesome. That's awesome. That's the future of emulation, in my opinion. Uh, now it's right. just a matter of getting in everybody's hands. So there you have it. Good luck trying to emulate the N64, as we'll find out this week on Play Retro. That's right. Here's our game. Game. All right, GoldenEye uh, 007 for the N64. We are 25 years after that game came out. You know how I know that by heart? It's because my daughter was born, I think, a week before or after I got the game. I think. Yeah. Nice. I oh, wow. So, Kim, your wife was just, you know, out of luck. Yep. She was. She had the. She had the baby, uh, who's now 25. <laughs> oh my gosh. The baby. She just barely turned 25. Um. She, uh, I remember she had the baby and I was either in the middle of playing it or exci- excited to play it and kind of having this back and forth with myself about how I was supposed to be spending my time. Like when was the baby going to sleep so that I and the little right. three-year-old cause I have my older daughter, she could sit in my lap and me and her could play a little golden eye while the little one slept. And we, we pulled that off pretty good that year. I think we did yeah. all right. Yeah. 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 That was your opinion. <laughs> yeah yeah. maybe don't ask around how everyone else did because I, I don't right right know. i really don't want to know anyway this is the 1997 first person shooter developed by rare entertainment published by nintendo this is before rare was purchased by nintendo i believe yeah or purchased by microsoft no wait oh or purchased oh yeah i don't think they ever, nintendo, nintendo owned them, them. or they just always no throwing no money no at them. That's but they had, it was. they had really you would think so because well first of all i mentioned top of the show uh, according to your sources, somewhere in the world, first, second, or third highest selling game because Rare and Nintendo had a great uh, relationship. And so this was one of the few second party uh, developers that really could pretty much just do whatever they wanted. And you're going to find out that pretty soon because it, it, Nintendo would not have put up with this, the, the development schedule and everything else oh hell no for anybody else than rare rare was doing something that was rare yeah and they're getting i mean they they threatened to cancel this project like five times over and you know there's yeah all kinds of issues of we'll get to all of that but if you don't know this and i don't know why you wouldn't but uh this was based on the 1995 james bond film of the same name goldeneye featured a single player campaign in which the player controls secret intelligence agent james bond uh mm-hmm. you know that goes through a series of levels to prevent a criminal syndicate from using a satellite weapon against london and cause a global financial meltdown. It featured uh, both this Spoiler, big single-player mode. The golden eye. There is nobody with a golden eye in this. Go ahead. Yeah, nobody has a golden eye. Although there is a game that was made much later for yes. 360 PS3, where you actually had a golden eye. That was Rogue uh, Rogue Agent, right? That was yeah. the one where uh, where Some... you killed James Bond. Spoiler: You killed James Bond at the beginning, and uh, you have a literally a golden eye. Yeah. And you, uh, you get a golden yeah, eye, and you get it from Goldfinger. Um, <laughs> get out of here. I'm I don't, not I don't know that part of the story. Get that part is really? true. That is absolutely true. And it? It's absolutely horseshit. I never played it. I was too irritated by the story, <laughs> Liberties. 
was really what bad about idea. what about the golden gun? Do you get the golden gun in that one? I don't know because because again I never played it. But uh, my guess is every James <laughs> Bond game since Goldeneye, a golden gun was involved somehow in multiplayer. That just seems like the rule from here on out. Uh, yeah. But I could be wrong. But anyway, so this featured, of course, this big sprawling uh, single player campaign as well as at the time groundbreaking couch competitive play, which right. uh, nobody had done like this. This just didn't exist. This was a whole yeah. new not not on the console. No, not on consoles. Of course, you know, you and I were playing a lot of Quake and Doom and right. You know, Quake had been out for six, seven months by the time this hit. So our you know, our our exposure to three-dimensional polygonal gameplay in a shooter form had definitely already formed for us. Yeah. Uh, however, this was like, hey, consoles can do a thing. And we, and it was impressive as hell. It was like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I'm playing those these shitty controllers and, you know, this somehow works and is fun and the multiplayer is crazy. I can play it for 10 hours straight and not get tired, which totally happened a lot. I played this game a lot. A lot, a lot, dude. I beat a, the single player lot, three times. Three times single player beat and untold I, slash played hours uh, playing right. multiplayer. Just out of control. I Okay, so here's my experience on this. What did I play? Did I play Goldeneye back in the day? Nope. And I'll tell you why. Because I was something... Uh, so this was pretty common for people I knew at the time who were looking at careers either, you know, in the tech industry, we were all getting real computers for work reasons. And as a byproduct, we were able to play uh, video games on the PC, which were really kind of in a lot of ways smoking the consoles. Now, you might not have been as lucky or you were in the field. Maybe you were outside the field and you're just, you know, you're just working in Blockbuster. And so console gaming was an absolute affordable thing to do. And we, as console gamers, they wanted this fun action, too. We were already doing, like, all the, you know, these Doom clones. Doom yeah. clones were so freaking popular there in this time. It was ridiculous. Yeah, Doom was 2 had already came out yeah. by the time they got to this point. Um, I was going to say, so, forget yeah. about forget, and then plus, you know, that was all moddable. So people were doing like, here's the aliens mod for Doom One, and right. here's the freaking whatever for Doom Two, and and it was it was much more, um, it was crazy that time that right. period on PC. It, it was insane. It it was crazy. Everything was changing, and the consoles were trying to figure out what to do. And I'll tell you what, Rare uh, figured it out. Man, they had an exp- an inexperienced team who came in and had no preconceived notions of what couldn't be done and they made something fan freaking tastic and I, I this play time that i had this past week with golden eye uh, man i had a freaking blast and i hate that i missed it out on this experience first time around i didn't get it n64 until 2001 when a family friend gave me the console with golden eye and several other games and uh, i played it a few times but this is 2001 it looked, you know, it looked antiquated by that point in time. So I popped in, played it around oh, a couple of times. Yeah. And said, eh, it's still, I mean, it, it, it's looked pretty old pretty quick, but it's, yeah. and, and it was a thing of its time. It was a thing that only would exist when it did and do as well as it did within the constraints that it existed in. But right. in some ways, it's not fair. Other games, ugh, how do you explain this? Like you go play any other game. The DNA of this is all in it, man. You play Call of Duty right now, especially a single-player campaign-type Call of Duty game, uh, multiplayer as well, for that matter. But you play that today, there's stuff in there that just straight up comes from GoldenEye. I don't mean they're just like lifting from it. I'm saying this is the Mm -hmm. primordial ooze that shooters 
would refer to for a long time. And that yeah. includes, I think, even on PC. This thing was so influential, it, it, it crossed, you know, boundaries. And at the time, it was a huge advantage for Nintendo because, you know, you couldn't play this game on a PlayStation. Eventually, there was no. a crappy, you know, follow-up, but again, it wasn't rare and it play- wasn't as good. PlayStation was, you know, PlayStation was kicking trash. Nintendo only had like 360 titles for the whole run of Nintendo 64. 300 some odd titles PlayStation had thousands and thousands of titles by the time they were done with their little run. So it was the games they did have for Nintendo 64, though. Every one of them I've seen so far has just absolutely blown my mind. We played Super Mario 64, even though I had a bunch of things to say that weren't necessarily glowing. I was also having my mind blown. And as well with GoldenEye. Did you end up beating that, by the way? Did you beat Mario 64? I can't remember. No, no, I well, I went. I played about halfway, maybe a little more than halfway through. Um, I do want to go back. I just ran out of time. There's just only so much time yeah, a week yeah, for I me between what we're doing. So yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm interested in finishing it, but I'm really interested in finishing uh, the Goldeneye and then uh, and then performing my uh, uh, speed run on one of the four boring levels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very excited. All right, I can't wait to see what you do. Yeah. Um, this is uh, it's interesting because I mentioned earlier there were no good commercials back then for Goldeneye and none of them had voices of like any kind, even the commercial voices. But the yeah. game game had no VO at all, had a lot of cool sound effects, had a lot of rear, 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 and things going on. <laughs> and that whole yes. had that cool version of the theme and all that. Um, in fact, let's play a little bit so we can get you guys in the mood. This is what that game sounded like. Uh, if I can find where the hell I put it, here it is goes. this the pause menu? Because I love the pause menu. Uh, uh, it's just so beautiful. It's a little bit, a little bit of both. Oh, by the way, this is the only voice you got back then. I'll play this. Goldeneye, load a rumble pack and see how it feels when 007 meets M64. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and while we're here, pay more money for an extra rumble pack because it doesn't exist yet in the game. Um, all right, here's the here's some sound from the game. thing that noise yeah man and that heartbeat sound yeah this just fills me full of 1990s love i just want to go back I, then i listen to that listen to that even though i did not have yeah this this gamer in 64 when it came out it wasn't long before i had the soundtrack to this and i don't remember where i got the music from but it was like i don't know if it was just i don't know if it's this ringtones that were converted i just remember listening to this a lot yeah and this uh, see okay so this is a good point to point something out the you know what james bond what i think i do remember it seems like it was part of a mod for like action quake or something <laughs> Might have and been. I, 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 I took the WAD files yeah. and I extracted the the WAV files out of it, if I remember. I think oh, that's how okay. I had it. Because there, yeah. there was an Unreal Tournament project that was recreating the entire game. I downloaded and played that. And they had a really good golden gun mode for multiplayer. Right. I had a ton of that in yeah. UT. Um, which is funny because I was only like three years later. But anyway, uh, the game, uh, what was I going to say? I forgot where I was at. What was I saying? Then you had a thing uh, the game had amazing music, and oh, oh, oh. Uh, I personally preferred the pause music better than anything because it's got the uh, it's got the um, oh, what are they the ones you the beaten things you beat the little and they make the little bell noises, bing, 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 bing. What are they called? Uh, what's it, what's, what's it called? <laughs> I don't know, dude. What What is that? You know dude. what I'm talking about? No. They're a little, this is, it's not a xylophone, is it? Is it kind of like a xylophone, but it's not? Oh, like that. Bing, 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 bing. 
I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Mean. It's the Paul's music. God, it's so good. It's pretty good. It holds up. It's pretty good. There's also some really good remixes of this stuff on uh, various websites you can find on YouTube and things. Anyway, right. uh, so the whole package was there. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So up until this point, not just James Bond movies, but any kind of IP-based games oh, uh, yeah. were bad. They were just bad. That yeah. was the rule. Contextualizes for us. IP games at this point were absolutely hated, and Rare was making a lot of IP games, but not like not nothing as big as this. Nothing as big as is uh, Golden. Yeah, nothing quite as big as this, and it was all garbage. Yeah. But then yes. this comes except for along. RoboCop, RoboCop Arcade. Yeah, it was a good. Game. I think I yeah I think that had they 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 quoted uh, you know they they claimed that uh, uh, Virtual Cop and uh, you know a couple of other things were were the jam. But I'm telling you, I think somebody went and played RoboCop. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, look, at, look. You could say, well, Aladdin was good. Yes, it was. Uh, yes, there's plenty yes. of good IP games. I don't. We don't mean that. It's just that was rare. <laughs> yeah, time. it was ah rare. Yeah, see what I did? Uh, very rare. And the idea that a GoldenEye game based on an okay movie, kind of not the best. It was sort of fine, whatever. But yeah, in, in it, like what three years? No, three like years two later. To two three years, years later. After. Yeah, super delayed. Like that. Super delayed, yeah. and um. You know, you wouldn't think that this kind of impact would happen, but here we are, where there's nothing but universal love for this game. Yeah, I don't we know. were we were like only this game released when the sequel was about to release. There were commercials for the sequel to GoldenEye around the same time that they were getting ready to pump out GoldenEye. Uh, but you know what? It was a little delayed. It was a lot delayed, and I am glad it got delayed because the last six months of this game's development was the most important thing uh, that happened to this game, which was the multiplayer development. Uh, it happened in the last. Yep, I think it took gonna, six weeks to actually do, but they weren't going to do get it originally. Tested. It wasn't going to yeah. happen, but they did. It, they decided it took six months, and that's what everybody remembers the most. Um, and wow, what good times! I, I, I'm jealous. I'm I'm both jealous and not jealous because I had great land game experiences with you know all, all the shooters I was playing. But I'm a little bit jealous of those people who are co-oping with their friends at, at their house with the N64. That is that is some good. Oh, times dude, it was so much fun for the so, first time. So here's yeah. my I should tell the story now. Uh, it was this wasn't that unusual. A lot of people were doing this, but I, I was definitely one of them. I got some cardboard. <coughs> I split it into a big T, and I put it on the. <laughs> You know what I thought was well, a, big a cross or, or a T. So you had like how many people were playing? Three or four? Um, it was a cross. So it was a cross. Yeah, it was not not a T. That's right, a good right. point. Um, right, right. Okay, not okay, like okay. an X, but like a you know full on plus sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. I build that out so of like cardboard. a lowercase a lowercase T instead of uppercase T. My bad. Go. go ahead. Nailed it. So I cut. <laughs> I don't think any of that matters, but it's fine. It's totally fine. So I took that. I made it. Uh, fashioned it. You know, put it on what I thought yeah. was a huge TV at the time. It was like a thirty six inch you know Panasonic. Or something. That was pretty big for that year. I mean, I was still rocking probably. It's, you know, I was just now starting to look at 21 inch TVs at that point. Yeah, that's so. about right. Good. It was, you know, we were still in the CRT phase and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, yeah. I remember getting that thing all set up and taped up and ready to rock. And my wife is all concerned. She's like, you're going to ruin the the finish on the TV because there's the tape. <laughs> and, finish on the TV. Yeah. And it was this would kind your, of tape. Where would, your scotch tape? Was a scotch tape? Or no, like, it was uh, this. See this right here? This painter's. Um, it was oh, this yeah, yeah. Blue painter's tape or green ta- painter's tape. It, yeah. it, it, it's made to, uh, to, to not adhere. It's made to not uh, remain. So that's smart. Yeah. You at least had like that a going smart idea. So that worked fine. Um, anyway, the whole idea was nobody could cheat that way, or at least if they weren't, you know, if they sat in the right place, they couldn't see what everybody yeah, else yeah. was doing. But people would still kind of glance, and I'd had friends that were just, 
you know, whatever. He could tell what part of the facility I was in, which I think was the name of my favorite map. Wasn't it? The, yeah. It was just facility, I think. Facility, yeah, facility. That's uh, that's the second one. That's the one where I, I, oh. I and apparently everybody else walks in and goes, well, I haven't encountered any friendlies yet. Yeah. And you're just blowing up people. And then all of a sudden, 006 comes out, Sean Bean. And uh, and I I killed him. Mission failed. <laughs> yeah, Sean freaking Bean, baby. Um, yeah, I'm like I'm like, and I didn't feel at first. I was like, oh no, and I was like, I don't care. He he he's he's a turn anyway. He uh he turns at the end. But uh yeah, he, he just like another little turd, you know, like another little turd. So I'm like I was like, hey, this guy's not paying attention to me. I'm gonna shoot him in the back a couple of times. Yeah, why not? Why not? Indeed? Fail. Mission failed. Chunk. Um the the <laughs> also I should say about this this reloaded game, which I was showing some video of for the chat. Um, it's not a beat for beat remake. It's a, it's kind of a reimagining. Right. Of course, new, uh, new, new maps, levels, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and Daniel Craig's right. in it. Yeah. So you got his voice and, yeah. and there's a lot of voice work in general, but, um, in fact, did I capture some of that? I might have, let's see. But at this point, I mean, look at it. I mean, you can tell us, obviously it's just like every other first person shooter at the time. Well, Goldeneye, but see, that's Goldeneye important. had zero competition on the console. But that's important right? to note because, yeah, it's easy to look at it through that lens and go, oh, well, look at this. This just looks like it could be a Call of Duty game or something. Right. You're not wrong. But do Call of Duty games exist at least when they did and how they did without this this as its inspiration point? The, like, I don't the know. The reloaded one or the no, 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 the reloaded one. I don't think I don't hmm. think reloaded. I think reloaded ends up looking generic, not but because it is, but because every right. other game at the time was like aping off of Goldeneye. Like Goldeneye set the right. standard for. I've got modern guns. I'm in a modern place. Uh, this isn't a, a weird de- a demon cave full of rocket launchers. This is a place full of, you know, uh, PP, PPK nine uh, whatever pistols and freaking AK forty sevens. Look, it, and they had flowing water. You would never see that on an N sixty four. Not like that. It would be more like just a oh hell no. You no, know, yeah. yeah, it was that was nice. That's wow. We came a long way between. Oh, a long way between those two generations. It was, in, or I yeah. guess, just one generation was all that was. But because um, this was a game, or no? So this is a Wii, a Wii game. Yeah, yeah that was the Wii. Yeah, the for twenty, uh, yeah, twenty ten. That was yeah. the Wii version of that. And That's, people yeah. loved the Wii version on the Wii. Like, but you're, the Wii you're, was you're not, not wrong because shooters. it really is just one generation away. Because the Wii was really just the GameCube, which came out not long after the N64 to be honest with you i mean yeah, in relative terms yeah in the in the in the larger scheme of things it wasn't that long there's a really funny kill uh, animation here i got to show everybody cuz it's just stupid watch this so james bond creeps up on this dude brian will see it later but everyone else will see it and i'll say shoot 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 flipped over what what did he just yeah. flip over what what somersault ass <laughs> bullshit was that that made this, no sense to me. This, anyway. Okay, so we've talked about this being my real first playthrough and look at Goldeneye. And I will tell you, the flip thing is hilarious there because it, I've I it, the, the the thing I noticed the most because I played a lot of games from that era, and so I was used to, you know, how things move and how, you know, the speed of it, but the AI and the opponents were so freaking hilarious mm-hmm. because this is this is early early stealth game stuff, and so if you were what you know you could you could, sometimes it was very inconsistent. Sometimes the stealth you know you would you'd be you would you'd be like a mile away from somebody and they would see you. Then other times you'd be right on top of them they wouldn't see you. But there were so many times I would be watching a character. I'd be walking around trying to look at something, and all of a sudden, a guy would come rolling out behind a box, and then you roll back behind the box, and then you roll out from behind the box, and I'm like. 
what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the most hilarious looking thing. <laughs> and it's such a slow roll. I mean, I like have, I like have just caboodles of time, yeah. you know, to switch to my weapons. I'm like, I'm going to shoot this guy with a sniper rifle. I'm going to just, <laughs> cause he's just rolling back and forth. Yep. Yeah, it is, yeah. it's quite hilarious. And that kind of reminded me, and that makes me happy uh, that to see that they didn't, they still had that weird gankiness. Oh, you're playing right now. You're showing one of my favorite uh, places. Was it at the facility? Yeah, and facility. literally, you you start in the facility yeah. uh, bathrooms. Yeah, you, you start go in the, the bathroom. Facilities. You got to go down, drop into one of the stalls, yeah. take out a bunch of guards. It's it's real dumb. Uh, they they showed so there was a whole. I, I saw a whole bunch of stuff about how they made how they animated these characters, and that was also really innovative yes. at the time. I mean, that, we haven't even talked about this, but this was originally commissioned, not commissioned, but designed. Uh, initially as an as a super nes game they were like we're gonna make a side scrolling right. robocop ish like deal like that side scroller you talked about we're gonna make one of those yeah yeah and they we, didn't... we have experience at donkey kong country we're yeah. just gonna make it like that yeah basically they're like yeah well we can make snes games let's do that and so that was the original plan then they were like well shit uh we're working on some cool stuff over here at rare we got killer instinct yeah. and Freaking! What yeah, was the but, other big one like arcade thing they were doing? Anyway, they had big stuff right, going well they got, on. They got their they got their you know tens of thousands of dollars, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars. SGI. They got silicone graphics machines in. They got mm-hmm. mocap stuff in. They're thinking we want to do something big. Yeah, they want to do something bigger because they were pre-rendering right. all their sprites, which was at the time was really interesting. Yeah, for Killer Instinct and that kind of yeah, stuff. And yeah, and for Donkey Kong, that was them. Donkey as well. Kong Country. Yeah, and. uh they were like, well, look, we're going to wait. We'll do this, but we got to wait for your next console. So that guy got off the Killer, Killer Instinct uh, uh, team, jumped over yeah. here yeah. with this very small group of, what, nine people it ever was? Something like that? Yeah, it's like nine or nine or ten people. I, somewhere, somewhere between eight to ten people, I guess, is according to who you consider. If you consider management yeah, yeah. part of the dev team. Sure, sure. <laughs> Which sure. I do. Yeah, well, sometimes but, uh, you got yeah. to because everyone's trying to get yeah. the same job done. but. But anyway, yeah, yeah. they 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 kind of just said, "Well, no one's done some of this, so let's just go for it." And the way that my favorite story about this is the game was supposed to be an on-rail shooter like uh like Virtua Cop. Virtua Cop, which I am I'm running in the background right now, and here's my here's my second copy of Virtua Cop that I keep uh over here. Oh, thank so, yeah, goodness you got two copies. Thank goodness that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. This is the this is the Sega. So, well, it was the uh is is the it's the not for resale pack. So you, your oh. Sega Genesis comes with one of these, and then I had a, a great listener send me a a, a, a second copy of that. So, uh, it, but it has Virtual Cop on it, and a Virtual Cop is on rail shooter, and uh, is a totally different vibe, right? Oh, 100 percent. On rail shooters give you really not a lot of choice. You just kind of move the way you're supposed to and shoot stuff the best you can, and that's your game. This had yeah. full exploratory you know player choice sort of stuff they had to really change the way you animate characters and so there's a whole bit great bunch of stories about that stinky room that was too hot where they had to do rudimentary yeah, were, cap mocap yeah, and it was one, the, yeah one of the dev one of the dev members uh had come in after uh the killer instinct guys had d- done some recording and he had to mocap and they use what was called um flock of birds and it's it's uh, motion capture not like we usually think of a day where you do a lot of visual stuff like we usually think of stuff like oh kind of like what we does or the connect you know that that kind of stuff uh but no you would have uh, attachments on cables yeah and uh you would have to roll around and and, <laughs> and make big big movements yep 
big giant movement. Big, Plus, you had to wear a flock of seagulls haircut when you did it. So you it was, totally did because that it was really the, bought into it. Really bought into it. It was the but, era, uh, but yeah, the whole th- was, point of it was it was this <laughs> reeky room where you had to share it with those killer instinct people. And, Sweating uh, it up. Yeah, amazing stories. I love that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. But that's they came up with some pretty good innovations in that regard. The 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 AI wasn't anything to write home about. But at the time, but it, was, it, we, but it was AI. Yeah, it was AI. We hadn't really seen this very much. I mean, we had in PCs, yeah, but even, not quite like even, this. Even like in Doom, even though there's AI there. I mean, I always refer to these things like in Doom. It's just magnets. Wherever the player is at, once you get within a certain zone, uh, the bad guys just start coming towards you. I mean, the inno- just, the innovative on- stuff came from like Unreal. That's where they were making some big strides. Right. With bots, bots, right. And, and how Unreal tournament bots in particular worked. That that was a big deal. But right. Yeah, this stuff was fine. These, these, They're magnets. You're yeah. right. Yeah, these players were actually try were rolling and hiding behind boxes. And there's Doctor Doak, yep. uh, one of our developers, uh, and wrapped around these uh, polygons of horror. <laughs> that's fun. Uh, Their heads are squares, basically. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. They, that's how you did it back then. You didn't have fully molded, you know, uh, mesh meshes or anything. You just had some, you know, flat faced polygons, and you scan <laughs> yeah. that in. And then you wrapped it around, and uh, and it looked stupid and dumb, and I loved it. Yeah, it was great. It's a great time. Great time for 3D, because we were just getting this shit worked out, and it was an ugly, yeah. ugly freaking time. It always reminds me it. it always reminds me a little bit of Max Payne, because you get that freaking grimace face on. Yes. And, yes. Uh, I love the story that's attached to that. They, you know, they did Perfect Dark, and it still kind of has the same thing. Just a, a spiritual successor to this uh, a few years later. And they tr- they wanted to do something called um, I think this was for this one yeah I think it must have been perfect face I think is what it was called I can't remember exactly but you can look it up uh, l- good luck with that Google search um, and uh, you, they they were going to allow people to use I think the Game Boy camera uh, and you could take a picture of yourself and you could import it into the game and you could then put that in the game and you'd fight against that oh, and yeah. then they thought what happened then they that? thought better of it and said uh oh people are going to do bad things and at first i thought oh they mean they're going to put dicks in it and i'm like no it's like you know around as a dick face but no what they meant was that they was afraid they would put you know real people and you know shoot people uh that 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 would be controversial sure sure yeah I could see that. I thought it was because of penises too, but what do I know? I guess yeah. yeah. That's, that's what we're thinking now. This is what that's what we think about in 2022. It's like no, you wouldn't put that in there because people would just scan their penises. I think it's a little bit of both because yeah. they would have. Like I remember, I played a lot of Xbox Live Arcade Uno, and that had webcam support. <laughs> And I got to watch yeah. a lot of people sit there with their dongs out while we tried to play Uno. Yeah, it's you know? it's it's hard enough in, in in our modern day to play multiplayer and listen to people. I don't need to see them. No, no, sir. I, I don't. don't. Yeah. I don't need to see you in any form or fashion. But <laughs> absolutely man. not. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's uh, so. There's you know they made they made some some big strides there. There's actually a pinball machine that is based on Goldeneye. Oh yeah, it's not very that was good. A, was that that was a Sega thing, right? Because Sega was, was doing Sega. all the yeah. Yeah, they were they were big into the pinball for a for a hot minute there for a while, didn't they? Yeah, which is why I think this is interesting because Sega has more to do with this story than you'd think. It's not just that the fact that they got involved on the license to do the pinball machine, which by all accounts, the pinball machine's kind of lame. It's not great. It's just sort of whatever. Right. It's kind of a normal yeah. pinball machine, nothing special about it. 
However, you say that, but then I'm look I'm looking at what you're showing me right now is a pinball machine. It's got a giant satellite in the middle of it. Sean Bean hanging off of it. That's fantastic. Well, is he hanging off of it? No, he's no, not. but I would love that. That would be amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, that would change it from a mediocre machine to the greatest ever made. But um, I don't right. think I don't think Sean Bean's jammed up in there, unfortunately. No. But anyway, uh, the. This isn't the only way that Sega was weirdly involved. The other way they may not have really known about because there were no N64 dev kits early on in the N64s. Uh, they were very hard to get a hold of. And right. Nintendo was like mostly working on first party stuff and just didn't have them out there. Meanwhile, Sega Saturn had dev kits everywhere. So these guys had to build, especially their first like ro- or, um, uh, Virtua Cop like uh, walkthrough thing. They had right. to they had to build that game on a Saturn dev kit and they played the game because the controllers hadn't been made available yet. They played and made the game play with, with freaking Saturn controllers. Um, that's how they built Goldeneye for hell. What what I'm holding right now is they, you know, they had the SGI machines, which was the silicone graphics chip. that was in the, was in the ultra 64 eventually become the, uh, uh, the Nintendo 64. Yeah. Uh, and this is what they wanted from Nintendo, their little controller, but what they, what they had access to, was this uh, six-button D-pad thing that came stock with the uh, Sega Saturn. Um, at first, I thought maybe they were talking about the 3D controller, right? Uh, which the- does have a thumbstick on it, but mm-hmm. that had not been released yet. So unless they had a prototype of that, which I doubt, they probably were just using a modified Sega well, Saturn, which keep, was fine because keep, they were they were also heading down to the arcade and playing that Virtua, uh, that Virtua Cop anyway. That's so true. there was all kinds of Sega... That's true, but keep in mind when they play when you play this game, you use the the analog stick on an N sixty four controller to move laterally and forward and back. It right. didn't have you looking up or down. This is purely a mo- you know, this was your modus, your movement. And the way you right. looked up or down was that effing little tweaker ball thing down at the other <laughs> end. Tweaker ball. <laughs> yeah. And it the was tweaker bad. Ball. It but it worked I, and it's fine, it, but it was bad. It okay. Did. And I like I said, I only played Goldeneye back in the day for a hot second. I just I threw the cart in, fired up the machine. I had an, an official uh, controller with the one stick everybody's used to, and that's the default controls. And I would have never thought that a console because consoles didn't have a lot of options usually. This game has a lot of freaking options. For us, it's, it's it's so many options. I was shocked, and I went in there and I found out that uh, there's control sets. There's at least eight uh, and that I saw. Uh, and four of them are based on a single controller where you can, you know, you have different, they swap buttons. Sure. So instead of using, you know, the A button, maybe use the B button to to reload or shoot or activate. Sure. Uh, but Just then I noticed that there was 2.1 through 2.4 setups. I'm like, what is that? They're showing two controllers like, oh, it must be for two player. And then I'm like, well, that's not enough buttons. That's not enough buttons. Then, by the way, all these are named after Bond girls, too. It's like uh, Galore and you know, just all those weird names. Uh, but <laughs> then I was, it slowly started dawning on me after I chose the two-player game because I was going to run in there. It, start, it started dawning on me. I'm like, wait a minute. I picked up the second controller. I was like, oh, my God. Hey, we used to you do this. Two, you can use two controllers. Yeah. And use it like a dual stick. Yeah, you, you kind of did. Z, use the trigger buttons and the the and the two sticks, and you got a couple of action buttons. And my mind was blown. Yeah, and it, this game totally changed. I had played it for like about <laughs> you know four or five hours before then, before I discovered this, and I was like, everything 
changed. Well, let me let me tell you this. Everything if you changed. want to play a proper dual stick version of Goldeneye, might I recommend right. Goldeneye Reloaded? Because you, that you game, keep saying that. That game has that. That's how you control it. And yeah. now I know everything did by them, but you know, we had Halo and other stuff how to you, thank for that at the time. How did you how did you play it? How what 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 controller were you using to play that? Well, that game was a PS2 game that I but the first time I played it was okay, on PlayStation so, 2 and it had had DualShock. Right. So you're playing it that right. way. Uh the um uh GoldenEye I had two controllers and I knew about this mode you just described and I did play that way sometimes. The problem is we were playing multiplayer on a single TV and I think right. I bought like all three extra controllers knowing that we would always have four people around to do that. So it was right. rare where it was just me and two controllers. I just didn't have the option. It yeah. was always I love how many times we're saying rare today talking about rare. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's a little bit weird, isn't it? I love um, it. <clears throat> they would never quite get back to their glory days uh, after, and I mean, Perfect Dark we'll get to in a second because that was also a huge hit and uh, you know people loved it. The 360 right. Perfect Dark Zero game did not do so good. It was oh, okay. Yeah. It was so, fun. Yeah. But, but the N64 version Perfect Dark did fan. Yeah, it did great. It was a great game. Yeah, and that game but had yeah, sound in it. Not. Listen to this. I got some sound in that. Hold on. Uh, right here. It's not your fault, sir. I should have been quicker. Don't blame yourself, Joanna. Dr. Carroll told me that he expected this to happen. Actually, when they recaptured him, the Datadyne team got overconfident. And let slip a few facts when they thought I was unconscious. That was somebody Two trying, farts. someone trying so, real hard to do a voice. I think is what was going on. There, can, can you rewind that? Did he say let a few farts slip? Let me listen. Before, what did he say at the end? Hold on. Doctor Carroll told me that he expected this to happen. Actually, when they recaptured them, the Datadyne team got overconfident and let slip a few facts when they thought I was <laughs> facts. Yeah, let slip a few farts. That's what he said. That's what he said. He says facts. <laughs> no, no, he said farts. I heard farts. Perfect. I prefer. Dark. I prefer farts. Don't get me wrong. I prefer. I them. like that he's doing. He's almost doing a Sean Connery a little bit there. Is he supposed to also be a Scottish or whatever? Who knows? <laughs> it's Sean Connery Scottish. I don't even know anymore. There's some he's story, played so many roles. There's some. There's some talk, or there's there is a story, a uh, literal yeah. story about when they were developing that first game, when they were developing um, Goldeneye. Goldeneye, that they were right. going to put all the old James Bonds in it. And they yeah. actually did, and there's there's video or there's a multiplayer footage, a four hour multiplayer footage of the devs playing each other in an unreleased yes. version of the game where they are all playing Roger Moore Tim- and you know yeah. Timothy Dalton, whatever. Dalton, yeah. Roger Moore, Sean Connery. Yep. How cool is that? And Roger Moore won by one kill. Uh, right. Well, yeah. Which which, which is what I was. So he had a license to it, so he did. Just that, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you just get your, you got to get your license. Yeah. If you um, look at, you look at what I'm looking at now, which is Perfect Dark, still pretty ugly, yeah. still pretty rudimentary for the era. This is actually same an idea, same console. This is actually an up-res widescreen version that somebody hacked on a PC, but right, you still get the idea of how it looked. Um, it actually featured voice work, which the Golden Eye had none of that. Uh, it had a lot more going on, and it really did make you go, oh. I hope they make yeah. shooters forever. These guys are freaking great. And then so good. Microsoft buys Rare. Yeah. So, you know, my clock, my timing and all this is wrong, but Microsoft buys Rare and all that stuff just goes silent. That's yeah. weird, man. It went, it, yeah. For a it long was, time uh, until dark, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. It went perfectly dark, right? Ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> very nice. I see what you. What yeah. You v- very up. nice. But they, uh, yeah, it, it, things did change. And I, I think that relationship, with Nintendo, because Nintendo has always put 
fun first, right? Sure. And Rare is a company that did not want to do anything unless they found it fun. And so I think both those cultures were very were a good marriage. Oh, uh, I think they were Rare a great was, marriage then. I think that what probably yeah. got weird when Microsoft bought them is Microsoft's new at this. They're still working with their yeah. first new console. They don't really understand. They they know that that's a valuable company, willing to spend money on it, but they didn't know how to cultivate it maybe or mm-hmm. make it so mm-hmm. that you know Rare had the best possible chance of doing what Rare does best. I don't know. Um, I think Microsoft's much better at that stuff now with acquisitions. Oh, Dave, but- Microsoft has taken such a turn. I mean, they they almost just, they almost gave up a couple of times. Uh, but yeah, Microsoft has stuck it out. They they are they have really just almost pretty much won this this round. Oh, they're kind of kicking opinion. ass right now. I I mean, and it's part of it is because they've learned a lot of these lessons, and it takes it takes time. Um, also, right. console generations tend to flip, like who's doing well and who's not. 360 yeah, yeah. made Sony look bad. So well, I don't made... even I don't even consider the Series X and S and the PS5 as actually being released yet. To be honest with you, I, I when I was thinking about that, I was thinking about really the last generation. But I mean, there's this has it been enough in enough people's hands, in my opinion, to really go, yeah, we're in it. Well, what I mean is, if you count it on services, Microsoft's kicking yeah. everybody's ass right now. Yeah, which is what we went to. So it's like, that's where that's the, where that's where the new battleground is. It really does. The hardware, honestly, yeah. kind of doesn't matter. It matters a little, it but it matter. doesn't really matter. Not like it used to. Um, no. Anyway, not like, that, it, all not of that like aside, it did on the... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. What are you going to say? Not like it did in the N64 era, which you're looking at this perfect dark. And it is probably some up res, but you could also... Uh, if you have the expansion pack, there's some options in Perfect Dark to make it look a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, so I I was pretty stoked. I emulated this game as well as the GoldenEye. I don't have an N64 console to play it on, but it uh, it all emulated pretty good on my uh, what about what do I have here? A 2060 video card. Uh, no, it's the 1660. Is that weird? That weird one they had for yeah yeah. Anyway, yeah. All that stuff rendered just. Do you want to do you want to see this weird Cybertruck Goldeneye uh, Elon Musk mod? You want to see this? I I love that the modding community is still fairly hot on the uh, on the Goldeneye. You can actually write these back and play them on an N sixty four. There's a way to, to to do all that. I haven't gotten deep into it, but please please uh, uh, horrify me with Elon <laughs> Elon Musk uh, polygon face. Yeah, please. it looks real bad. There's a Cybertruck. The yeah. joke. The main joke is, hey, the Cybertruck looks like a low polygon. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his face. Because it, it's perfect. <laughs> they they picked the okay, so we all know Elon Musk has a few faces, but there's one where he kind of has like his lower lip and his he's got he's almost like a got an O tooth face yeah. going on. Yeah. And he doesn't always do it, but when he does, it's kind of hilarious. And that's the one they that's chose the one they for use. the model. Yeah. Looks like his nose is broke. Yeah, it's, it is, a, it's effed up. It, it is terrible. Yeah, but this he's, truck fits he, right in because it, it's exactly yeah. the same polygonal count you would expect in a game this old. Uh, I love so. Yeah, I love what they did. What they described with the mod. Uh, so this is like uh, you're a so YouTube user Graslu zero double double zero. Uh, he he made some. Uh, I think he yeah he did a he did this cyber truck and everything. But anyway, before taking control of Cybertruck in the mod, which you can, by the way, which is awesome, Musk and Bond deduced that Oromov is fleeing in a vehicle that isn't eco-friendly. Yeah. Yeah. And agreed that he must be stopped. Musk then proclaims he wants to see fossil fuels out of action, then promptly returns to SpaceX at the conclusion of the mission. Yep. 
That's why, because that's that's life for Elon Musk. That's what he does. And I mean, these days you say, "Oh, he took lunch and decided to uh, buy Twitter," but also uh, then went home. (laughs) Oh, did he? Did he decide and then undecided? And then then he decided and undecided. undecided. I'm not sure where all that is now, but uh, I don't know. Feels like if you're going to throw sixty million or billion dollars or forty billion dollars at something, you might do a little. due diligence and discovery before you do it anyway whatever yeah whatever we're not here to talk about elon musk but i just thought it was i i thought it was hilarious and that is just like that just shows you how terrifying graphics were when we used to use these these you know wraps around these polys it's They're real just, weird real weird it's stuff so fun. yeah it's a very but odd thing but fine it's yeah. fine it's a great time we look back on it fondly uh the sequel to uh, perfect dark perfect dark zero i just wanted to say is available on game pass and is okay it's okay okay oh is it really? Yeah. Okay, so on, on Game Pass? Okay, yeah, cool. you can play it on your Xbox anytime. It's backwards yeah. compatible. Looks looks pretty good still. Um, I just don't think it's as tight and doesn't feel like the magic that Rare right. used to do, but it's it's okay. Came out in the 360 Another, era at some point. I forget when. May have been launch. Right. Remember. So if you go, uh, you also can play this if you go out to Cambridge's the Center for Computing History. Uh, yeah, which builds itself as UK's largest computer and video games museum. Mm. Head on out. They're celebrating the 25th anniversary of the GoldenEye. The devs have been there. They've done some uh, talks with them. This was pre- uh, earlier this month. Uh, but also, I, I want to know if they still have it set up. They set up a four-player no-cheat uh, device that cost the, the, that was an equipment cost of about ten thousand dollars. Where it split, it split all the it split the signal, I guess, in some way or uh, another, and it split it across four different screens. So you couldn't screen cheat. Now, be aware that they're probably being, I think these these monitors they had, they look something like a 19-inch. I could be wrong. Something like somewhere between 13 to 19. I would say 19-inch. Yeah. Imagine blowing that crap up. <laughs> fourth, uh, the fourth of your screen uh, to, to, to the size of that. It ain't going to be It ain't gonna be the best experience. Nope. I think I'd rather screen, screen cheat. Yeah. Uh, screen cheating was uh, a thing. It was a thing. Yeah, it was a thing. It yeah. was a thing everywhere. Look, even when we were playing land games, there was still, I mean, if you brought your computer over, maybe your friend had a couple of monitors and you just brought your PC or even worse, you had to freaking lug that 19-inch ViewSonic yeah. uh, screen with you. Yeah. Uh, and then you would you would play there. And there was still screen cheating. I mm-hmm. mean, just people would lean over and look to see where you're at on a map. Unless you were facing each other, you know, uh, uh, what's, what's the bat- battle uh, battleship style? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Which you usually didn't, because usually like you have like two rows yeah. of people, maybe. Sure. And so, yeah. I'll tell you what else I loved. I loved Golden Gun mode in uh, multiplayer. the The multiplayer was another unique thing here that I think was about to hit everything. Like you'd see it in Unreal, coming Unreal Tournament, and other games. Yeah. But mutators, totally new idea. Nobody really thought of that before. Mm-hmm. So this idea mm-hmm. of like we're gonna play multiplayer, but guess what? You only get a golden gun. What does that mean? One shot, one kill. Oh shit. Yes. Uh, or all, all it's going to be is these machine guns, or all it's going to be is these other things. Nobody was all doing that. All it's going to be slappers, which are which is great. Yep. Do they call them? I mean, I always called them. You know, James Bond in this in Goldeneye, he only has one. Uh, you know, one non-weapon move, unless you consider his hands lethal weapons, which I think they are. Well, sure. Um, yeah. So he would he would always go. Watcha ga, watcha. He do the he do the little chop. You know that that yep. old school. What we thought was karate yep. shop, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and so those were called slappers, apparently. And uh, I played a little bit of that by myself. That's right. I had two controllers, and I just kind of w- walked around and could look at myself. and And I was watching it, and I realized, oh, when you slap, 
the other opponent can't see you slap. That's weird because then I started thinking about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, the last, you know, the last six months of development, they were trying to get this multiplayer working. And if you play the game, you don't ever get slapped by the bad guys. They never slap you. Yeah. Um, so why not? And Scott's trying to distract me with Will Smith <laughs> and Chris Rock slaps. This just got made. Somebody just made a gold It had to thing. be just made yeah. because, I mean, that event only happened a short time ago, maybe a month at tops. And, couple and they went maybe. back and said, you know what this be perfect for? Look, yep. they're slapping on the knees, too. This is a knee slapper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the slappers it really kind of it really kind of confused me because I was I kept thinking why am I not seeing this other guy slap and I was like oh yeah because the enemies would not have a slap they would have guns yeah. and by the way yeah. I was also blown away that there's dual wielding I'm oh. like what oh yeah the game had dual wielding dual, yep there was dual wielding in this game because mm-hmm. what what was it called the the claw what was it what's that what's that one gun called this the only certain games were dual wield I mean yeah. certain certain modes were dual certain guns yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was really cool. Like basically, all of those ideas though are what fed into those time splitter games, which I right. loved the time splitter. Yeah, games. that was yeah uh, halfway through development or maybe somewhere around in development of Perfect Dark, uh, a bunch of the rare guys said, "Uh, out, we're going to go do something else," and they went and made time splitters. Yeah, time splitters one and two yeah. are amazing. Isn't that still the thing that you that you run to do like a benchmark test? Uh, oh, Isn't I don't that know. like is that one of those? I don't know. I, I think it is. It's like one of the benchmarks that I use, and it's always they do this time splitters thing, and they really. I know they amp still use up. they still use uh, Quake Three for a lot of that. Um, yeah, weirdly, weirdly, all these years later. I mean, whatever. It kind of doesn't matter what you use if it's old or new. It's the point is you have a standard baseline, and then you try to beat it, and that's that's kind of right. It. But Time Splitters was so cool and and took what was fun about those games and multiplayer especially and then really amped it up and I played both of them till I bled. Did you know that I have never played Time Splitters? Dude, ever. get never. out. What are you doing? Never. Play Time Splitters. Never. It's fantastic. PS2. I need to play it. I, you know, the uh, is that part of the rare replay? What is no because it wouldn't be because they left. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> but it might be Wouldn't that uh, be fun? Um, Hold on, let me think. Where would that be? What's in the rare replay uh, pack thing? Because I know Perfect Dark is in there, because I was going to pick that up, uh, even though I had the ROM and been playing on the N64 emulator. Um, What was in that pack? What was in that stupid thing? Time Splitters. If you want to buy Time Splitters Future Perfect, that was one that came out 360 era, era, right? I think, or PS3. Era. 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 Um, you can get that. That came out in 05. So, yeah, that would have been 360. Oh, yeah, there it is. No, I'm sorry. Original Xbox. Time Splitters Future Perfect is still available for $9.99, and that is playable on uh, <gasps> modern consoles. Chaz so. just blew my mind. I now have my mission for the week. Taz what? in the chat room just said Splitters was also on a GameCube. What? I what? am down. Hmm. I've got to see if that's affordable on GameCube. How is that as good, though? Because that weird controller, man, you had that nub button over there. It wasn't a proper dual Dude, stick. I, no, I disagree. I love the GameCube controller. No, I, like I do, that too. Nub. I love the controller. I'm not complaining. It's one of I the most contr- uh, comfortable controllers I ever used. But that nub's not a proper second stick. No, I, 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 that nub worked just fine for me because I have... It's a poo I stick. Have precision, I have precision control over my right thumb because I'm right-handed... Uh, I don't have as much control over my left hand, 
So the little nub does not bother. Are you right-handed or left-handed? I'm right-handed. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I have no trouble with that, with uh, my fine motor skills on that you're side. An incra- you're an crazy person because I'll tell you what. It's not that I can't play. It's, it's fine. Right. It's just it doesn't behave the same. That button moves weird, and it's not the same as that other that other stick. So, but it's, it's the C button. Is the is the is what we've we've converted the C button over from, right? So, yeah, I did like that controller. I won't lie, I liked holding it. It felt good in my hands. Right, but uh, there was something effed about that C stick. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I don't. I don't know. It's it is it's, it's never bothered me. Yeah. And I I don't know. It just it actually I actually I feel like I have even more control over it. It's kind of like when you talk about convex and concave arcade buttons. I think, you know, it messes some people up in other ways it doesn't. Yeah. I just I don't know. I think Nintendo just didn't they wanted to go against the grain a little bit. They didn't want to just like straight up make a dual shock rip off or or like I, I mean, why not? I wonder what I would I would be curious to know what the ideology was behind the nub because yeah. it, it it seems like it would be even more expensive to create a second whole type and all these different size buttons. I, I guess they thought we would need the tactile feel to be able to get to these buttons because they're different shapes and things. And a D, the D pad was also a little far flung from where things are supposed right. to be. That bugged me a little bit. Yeah. I think they were thinking that shape was important to our, our, our feeling around the controller, but it's really not. It's location more yeah. than shape. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, and also just deciding to go big fat red or big fat blue A button, tiny little B button, weird <laughs> X and Y button. Like, what? But are I they, like that because the B button like is the B, especially for it makes sense for like something like a fighter, right? Because the B button is the back button and the A button is your action button. I, I dig it. I like the GameCube controller, but that's once again that's going to always boil down to personal preference because there's plenty of people that say, eh, hate this one because hands are different, right? I'll tell you what, if you and I squared off in yeah. a game of GoldenEye or Perfect Dark or uh, Time Splitters multiplayer and you had this controller and I had a PS2 controller, I would destroy you. Destroy you. Oh, you would think so, but there's way more about it than controller. Yeah. There's, 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 the player is very important. Now, if we were both, if we were both, <laughs> if we were both. Well, that's Expert what I'm saying. Gamers. Let's say we're both good at the game. Like we're the same equal no, good. No, not, I'll still not good. Experts. If we were both experts. Even experts, it doesn't matter. Even whatever, whatever level we are, we're equal. That's the point. There's no, you have no advantage over me. I have no advantage over you. If you give me a PS2 controller and you take that, I have an advantage over you now. I don't bi- think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I think, uh, I think it's just like anything else. It's like saying uh, Scott paints. And me and him are going to, uh, and he uses a brush, and I use an airbrush or something, and saying that Scott's going to beat me. It's, it's, I don't think so. I, 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 well, I think it's the two painting, okay. I think it's, if the I think painting it's two is the same, if, two if, the painting, tools. if the painting's the same, and they say, all right, you need to do uh, your version of the Mona Lisa. You're, Scott, you're getting oil paint. Brian, you're getting an airbrush. I'll have an advantage even if we start at the same skill level because the tool is different. That's because you're thinking you're thinking of games as binary and you know is this or that and it's not as art. No, they're binary. They literally are made of ones and zeros. They're the most (laughs) binary product we make. But here's the other thing: not the gaming. No, but listen, what I'm saying is, if somebody said, "Hey, I need to make a custom van," and gave me oil paint and gave you airbrush, you'd win, right? Even if we had the same skill starting out. That's what I'm saying. The tool for the job. 
is not I think, this shit I, controller with this nub on the other side. I disagree. Side. I think I think the artisan who is wielding the tool and his familiarity with his particular tool is going to be a greater influence. I think, you know, if, if I'm a master at this GameCube controller and you're a master at a PS whatever controller, yeah. I think we're going to be on equal footing. It's think, just mastery of the device or the tool. So are you saying if, okay, let's flip the, let's flip the script on this. Right. Now we're playing Quake. I'm only allowed okay. to play with a GameCube controller. We're the same. Oh, you're going to lose. We're both good at Quake. Okay. You and I are both Quake no, players. No, I'm, I'm great at Quake. I'm, Go ahead. What a, the point of this story, <laughs> the scenario has to be we're both equal Quake players. <laughs> But they give me a controller and they give you a mouse and keyboard. I'm done. Right. Well, oh, so you agree with that, but not the other way. No, 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 not really at all. Not really at all. I think, uh, I think, like I said, as long as the as long as the tools are equal enough, yeah. and I, I think between those two controllers, they're close enough. It's really going to come down to the precision of the player. There's not. I mean, there's a big difference between a mouse and a keyboard and a controller. I mean, a mouse will destroy a freaking controller. I, I don't mean, know. In I, most these, cases. these days I'm, a, I, I've, I'm less sure of that than ever. Cause I watched a guy in a, what game? Oh, it was halo. We were playing halo infinite. Right. And that game's well, cross- halo. Yes. Yeah, made for a controller. Of course. Yeah. But it's cross platform. So there's people on. Yeah. Yeah. Keyboards. But it was made for a controller. No, I disagree. That game, that game plays as well with a mouse and keyboard as any other mouse and keyboard shooter. It's fine. Totally right. fine. There's nothing weird about how it plays on PC. My point is, Okay, forget that one. Same thing's true of Call of Duty, which is for everything. They make it for everything. So you play right, Call of Duty. Right. I've had people in Call of Duty cross-play Modern Warfare who rock every single PC player in there with their controller skills because they're that much better. But I'm still here to say, if you started controller skill guy and keyboard guy right. out on the exact same level of aptitude in the game, but then right. made one play controller and one play mouse and keyboard. What, mouse you're, and keyboard what you're saying is eliminate them. all variables except for the tool itself. Yes. And then you will succeed. Yes. Your interface matters. Cause you, this is because it'd be like, me saying, unfortunately we're not robots. No, but and, if you said, uh, all right, we're going to play street fighter two and Brian's right. going to have a SNES controller, pretty good controller for right. the game, you know, great tight D pad, right, right, right. responsive yeah. buttons, all that made for Scott, it. You're going to use a, 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 a um, a roller ball that came out of an old missile command and there's no other buttons. That's how you're going to play it. You're going to well, kill me talking, in it. Now you're comparing uh, me painting with an airbrush and you painting with a hammer. I mean, that's not going <laughs> to, not even in the same area. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. There's probably a little closer comparison, but anyway, good luck everybody trying that's, to compete. That was a good discussion. I had fun with that, but yeah, yeah that I, that is, that's a good question. What, what part is skill? What is art? What is, you know, absolutes that's all that's really interesting questions it's actually really fascinating with this because this is a huge speed running game so that requires a little bit of all of those things as well uh and i knew right away without even looking i said okay i know people are speed running and i knew right away that everybody's playing get to the airplane (laughs) because that's like the shortest map oh yeah of any game Ever, ever made. You basically, yeah. yeah, get you get to the runway. It's just you you start out near the guard shack. You walk into the guard shack, grab the key, and you you could. There's a lot of things you can do. You could drive a tank on that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you set it to certain difficulty levels, you can you have to uh, eliminate towers. Mm-hmm. And so, but essentially, as long as you make a beeline for the plane, you're out of there. It, yeah. it I think the record is like 22 or 23 seconds or something right now yeah. for uh, the speed run. Yeah, it always amazes me how 
Oh, dude, speedrunners like, blow my freaking It's mind. always amazing to me. It's like, oh, we found one more way to ma- shave off just, you know, a, a tenth of a second. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's like like uh, the first couple of speedruns, when they really started making use of using the grenades to kind of give you a boost. Oh, yeah, dude. That's, that is amazing. I mean, I dropped some grenades and killed myself. Didn't give me much of a boost. Right. But <laughs> if you do it right, if you do some juggling uh, and toss it up in the air – at the right time and it'll come down and it'll give you like a running boost. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. You, you people. Yeah. No, dude, that stuff is uh, whatever. Speedrunners blow my mind in general, but if you want to go have yeah. some fun, do watch somebody speed running golden eye single player. It's a riot and do a yeah, no glitch one. Not one of those ones where they found some polygon that has a hole in it and then they jump to the end or whatever. Don't yeah. do those. Those are boring. Well, maybe those are fine if you just want to see how weird people are. But I guess what I'm saying is right, right. find one where it's a proper run top to bottom as fast as they can. That's one of my favorite speed runs to watch. It's really yeah, good. They're fun. And, and what's even more fun than that? I mean, when they fail, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty standard because they expect they're going to not get it. Right. But when they do finally nail it, they can't believe it. Every speed run I've ever seen that does this, yeah. when they finally get it, they never believe what they've just seen. Oh, they can't believe yeah, like, it. Their minds are blown as well they yeah, should be. It's mind blowing. Yeah, because usually it's like a combination of knowing the right patterns and learning new patterns, and then uh, getting lucky. Yeah, on, you know, in some way. Yeah, yeah, you're totally yeah. right. And this is a this run is, it. This is a game where it's like pop, pop, boom, boom, run, run, pop, 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 hit the thing at the right. Like it's just <laughs> there's a purity to this the speed run of it, of uh, of Goldeneye. Can't explain yeah. why yeah. or why I'm even saying it that way, but there's something about it's, it. Well, I, I think one of the things that really makes this a great speed runner is because this game originally the levels and maps and stuff was made for an own rail shooter. Uh, at least at least several of the of the of the missions or maps, um, and. They're very sparse, uh, and you, I, I start, I felt that sometimes. Sometimes I would be like, "Ooh, this is, this is very sparse. There's nothing really here." I mean, it's they tried to go for a, a realism, which wasn't really being, you know, Doom was not realistic at all, no, right? It's no, total batshit crazy. <laughs> uh, but this was like being more real, and one of the reasons why is because one of the devs I think was really into doing it was like an architect had an architecture background mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. and so they made all these buildings, you know real dimensions and so you would enter a room that really didn't have a lot of objects because they couldn't render them all Mm -mm. because this game had to end up being you know downgraded far as you know number of objects in there and the colors and everything else so it fit on the stupid n64 because it was a a limitation of the time and they they fit real well into that limitation that's why i'm so impressed with it is it it's not you nobody looks at it now and thinks oh it still looks like a brand new game not at all but you look at it and realize this game 100% maximized what that damn device was capable of. Right. Like, and did it, it was style and did it with panache and it felt smooth and it didn't feel jank. Yes. I mean, it was really something to see. And the My, fact that they could split that thing up into four screens and have that work somehow <laughs> guys are, and do it in six months, the guys are geniuses. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad that I didn't have any nostalgia for this game going in. I knew it was a classic. I knew everybody loved it. I had checked it out before, but just briefly, um, and I was so glad because before I even started playing, I started doing a ton of research about it because I wanted to contextualize my experience. I wanted to know what else was out. What was I comparing it to back in the day? And that really helped me help prime me to enjoy this game. And I had an amazing experience and I was blown away and laughing and giggling at stuff. It's like, holy crap, this was brand new. No one just seen this. And, 
this has been a fun. This has been a great game. Yeah. I've loved Goldeneye I 007, and I want to finish it. And this would be the second game this on the N64 that we've done that makes me want to do speedruns. Oh, look at you. Are you going to become a speedrunner, yeah. Brian? You're going to be like a full-on, like, uh, look how fast I beat Lincoln Time and whatever. I, my, my schedule will never allow me to be a competitive speedrunner, mm. but I am interested in beating my own time. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about what I might do. I was thinking, oh, I might record it and then uh, make a tra- make that video a transparency layer on top of my new recording so I can see. You Ooh, remember kind of like a, like a, like ghost, a, lot like of, a ghost racer. Yeah, a ghost. A ghost racing. Exactly. That's what yeah, all, all those old that. video racing games always had like a, a ghost racer. And I was, I was. I love that about yeah, the original. I think the original Wipeout on PS1 had was a it ghost wipeout? mode. I, I think oh, there's you're plenty right. of games yeah. that do. A ton of them have it. But that one in particular. Or maybe I'm thinking there was an N64 game we may have to talk about one day. I don't know if it's a right. full subject, but it was weird. It was a Volkswagen uh, sponsored like a bug game. <laughs> Do you remember this? Okay, all it was. I don't was, remember that, but it's, it kind of sounds like was it built on the uh, um, Midtown, Midtown Madness? Oh, I don't know. Like all I know is it was just like really good racing, but everything was VW bugs. That's the car. Okay, yeah, yeah. different colors. I remember one whatever. called. I remember one called Viper. Do you remember that one? Oh yeah, and I had a Viper in it. It was all. It was a Viper. It was all Vipers <laughs> all the time. All anyone and had was, and owned were Vipers, yeah. Yeah. There and, it is, and Beetle the, Adventure Racing. That's the game. That's an it? amazing racing game. We, Beetle we Adventure get, Racing. Yeah. Do you, you play as, do you, do you race as uh, Lindsay Lohan? No, or, nor Herbie. There's no like smart cars or anything weird like that. <laughs> it's just like a really, uh, how do I explain that game? It's, it's my, look, I'll say it and this will get me in trouble. My favorite game on the N64, or my favorite racing game with, by miles on the N64 was that game, beating, really? including Super Mario 64, or sorry, Super Mario Kart 64, which uh, I kind of actually hated for right. one reason. That game rubber banded like nobody's effing business. Right. So you're getting past uh, freaking Bowser, and you're like, yeah, man, look at me. And then suddenly Bowser's there again, right before you're getting to the end. Now, I know Mario Kart always has a little bit of cheapness with the blue shell and all that. I get it. But right, that right. game in particular, it didn't matter how far ahead you were. Someone was going to catch up to you at the end because rubber band and F off. I hated it. Yeah, yeah. But that Beetle Adventure that racing was easy, game. That was always easy. To, so good. That was always easy to defeat. I mean, it's kind of like with the basketball games I would play. You just have to know when to not be in first place and then bust back in the well first that's place. true except those games at least they had a goal which was to get more quarters out of you like the nba jam right 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 that. um and they would have you know they'd miss all kinds of wild shots in the early game but in the late game they're hitting every three they take it used to be frustrating but you knew it was because well they want more of my money in this case right. i already bought your damn game nintendo don't rubber band me to death <laughs> this is just bad anyway Oh, I love it. Shadows of the Empire was also good on there. You're right, Chad. And also Diddy Kong Racing. You know what? Diddy Kong Racing was better than Mario Kart. Uh, 100% agree with that. But there's something about that Beetle adventure game. I do want to go back and play this. It it very much reminds me of Midtown Madness, uh, but it with Beetles and that and and Viper and all those kind of games. I do want to check this one out. uh, We're going to have to get to some racing games. We haven't did it. We have not. We gone there it. yet? Yeah, we haven't did. We it. haven't did it. Yeah, we haven't did it, but we haven't done it. We haven't done it. But we can done and do it. We, we can done do it. We can totally. We'll done do we'll it. done do it before long, right? Yeah, oh yeah. There's a 
so many good and ones. maybe it's not um, even maybe we don't even focus on like racing in general like we're just like hey what are some yeah. of the weird more obscure things are the things that we have a special thing for like i don't know the original need for speed on 3do was actually pretty rad um, right uh, uh, road rage like not road rage what was it called i think road we rage. ought to have a head-to-head battle of viper versus super beetle adventure whatever this thing is we should totally like these branded ones that actually work yeah that could be fun yeah yeah um, that might be fun yeah, yeah branded branded race games yeah something like that yeah something that's very specific to a particular oh, yeah i think this still even looks Brand. good look at the way these i think it looks like, fantastic considering yeah. that it's the n64 i mean come on and they had like I've seen some- alternate tracks you could go through uh shortcuts you didn't know were there uh in some ways right. like it it beat games like burnout paradise to the to some of those ideas like it's a rad game oh i love that it's recommend got speed boost with the little trails behind it and stuff that's pretty cool yeah taz in the chat oh, is right need for speed hot pursuit is one of the greatest things you know made oh that, oh yeah hot pursuit was always some of my favorites um did you know that goldeneye um was going to be a race game on the virtual boy yeah that's true it was supposed to be a racing game i got a whole list of these like horrible concepts like some of the stuff like okay let's put it this way all james bond video games prior to goldeneye right rash okay yeah all of it bad there was never a good one ever that's why this was such a surprise because it was like well nobody makes good anything around james bond in the 80s they were bad in the 70s they were bad and guess what they're bad in the 90s no here comes this thing and it changes everything and it was almost not that it was almost this on-rail shooter it was almost that game boy freaking car game it was almost a hundred other dumb ideas yeah but then we got goldeneye and I just I look, I think the thing that blew me away more than anything was the variety in gameplay styles that you could you could pursue with really no prompting. You know, when I first played this, I was like, okay, first person shooter, I gotta get in here, I gotta run around, I gotta kill everybody. Yeah. And then I was like, and then I discovered, oh wait, they had stealth mechanics because you can be uh, you know, hidden from uh from they have a cone of of uh, activation. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow. Okay. So that changes everything. So mm-hmm. then I started becoming, I'm a big stealth gamer. I love stealthy and I feel like James Bond lends himself to stealth in the movies. He's usually pretty stealthy. He's usually hiding around a corner somewhere. And then when the action starts, he really gets into it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of played it like that. Sure. I played a lot of stealth. And then when I get up on people, I would start, you know, going crazy. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed that freedom in this game. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see it coming. You should keep playing it. It's very good. You should beat it. You should beat that game. I should. I got to because I've got to. Uh, I think I've like four or five uh, missions in. By the way, that was a really late concept or later concept for this game as well. They weren't going to do uh, mission based stuff until they seen Super Mario sixty four and said, "Oh, you can have goals." And so that changed everything. The immersion suddenly went from just being another doom clone type to be in something that was immersive. It made me feel like I was playing as James Bond. You want to see some uh, of the worst textures in video game history. I recommend the snow levels in this game. The snow uh, levels are fantastic. I think that was the first oh. level that was actually developed. This is the one that makes sense for own rails because you're in all though. these trenches. It's so and shitty. So, Look at those trees. Oh my yeah, gosh. It, what were we doing? <laughs> Is sparse, which makes me think that that's what would happen. You would be going on rails down through here, uh, like the virtual fighters, how they originally probably expected to handle. Be shooting people in the towers, 
And uh, to be fair, to find the freaking exit on this one, though, because if I just followed the path, probably, but I well, didn't. You need to. Well, if you follow the path, you get to the bunker, and then you go down the bunker, and then that's where the right. real fun happens. Is in that bunker. It's not really yeah. outside. Oh, there's yeah. dudes in these buildings when they roll. There's, their rolls are so yeah. stupid. I told you the rolls are hilarious, <laughs> and they're so freaking slow it's, it's like so as soon bad. as they start rolling i'm like oh this guy's dead this <laughs> yeah, is the dumbest roll up i'm gonna kill this guy before he even gets back up it's yep. gonna take him like i don't know how long i uh, did like how your ammo experience. uh your ammo would refill no matter what gun you were using and what gun you, you yeah. got off a yeah. dead guy they refilled all it gave you ammo for everything I yeah think. the, the <laughs> ammo is usually most of the ammo is is cross gun compatible right if yeah. you it doesn't matter you just you get ammo and it'll fit in just about any gun. Yeah, it's real dumb. Uh, the other the other thing about the game is a lot of people don't know this, but the game basically was on auto aim. Uh, yeah, it's auto aim, including including multiplayer. Like you yeah. didn't. There's no reticule. Uh, there's no yeah. there's no crosshair. You just run around and well, shoot. there is there is a reticle when you uh, when you when you do the look. Oh right, because that but that's that yeah. meant you had to use that shit little nub on the other end of the controller that didn't do anything good. Well, that you're thinking of the GameCube, and uh, no, no, you just what am I thinking just, of? Uh, yeah, <laughs> what yeah, am I thinking? N64 was also but, dumb though. What was its thing? It right. had a thing. Hold on. Yeah, you would do would do a look. Now, when I was doing the dual stick, it worked out really well. Otherwise, you had to use the C buttons. C buttons are nothing. Oh, that's more. what I mean. Yeah, they sucked. They yeah, sucked. C buttons are nothing more than just hey, we should have put a D pad over here. Um, <laughs> but they didn't. <laughs> You're not but, uh, wrong, dude. What a dumb right. design. Look at this thing. But, you know, it, it, they were trying stuff, and it didn't always work out. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, – but, yeah, your look mode with the reticle and stuff is pretty cool. That took your auto-aim off. And, like, the sniper rifle, you didn't have the auto-aim on that uh, when you went into the – which is important yeah. uh, when you went into that mode. And the sniper rifle zooms a pretty good bit, and I was, I was pretty impressed with that. Um, what I didn't like, though, is, like I said – there was a few inconsistencies with uh, some of the some of the characters. Some of them like were eagle eyed. Man, they could see me from halfway across the map. And other ones, I could, I could literally be right in front of them, slap them in their knees, and they're like, "Oh, oh, oh, you're here." Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> there was again the the AI was barely AI. Like right, but more- you're you're right that. Uh, that that snow level was very sparse, but it was it runs so really well ugly. because there's oh not it ran a lot great because of- <laughs> the polygons there was like three polygons in there there was the there was the ground right. and these walls right. that were painted like trees it's terrible yeah, yeah. Terrible. so it was good all right there's a uh, for for those who maybe weren't aware we don't there's some footage of this somewhere I can probably find it but um, Xbox Live Arcade in the 360 era was going to make a arcade well there it was in development and almost done like two months out of being finished basically an up res redo of the entire game top to bottom oh um that almost happened and then didn't get released um and part of that was because ea or not ea activision had gotten the rights to everything except for the original goldeneye and so there's a huge fight over who got to do what but they basically that's that's where goldeneye reloaded ended up getting patched and it happened it gets complicated because there are so many intellectual properties involved and different people. Like um, the reason why they pulled the James Bonds from the multiplayer uh, is because they it was going to be too much hassle for, uh, for to, to get because they had the rights. Rare had the rights to use maybe not Rare didn't, but Rare had permission to use pretty much anything from James Bond lore. But not the likeness of the actors, because that would require a separate contract 
And so they pretty much could do anything they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like odd job and stuff. They didn't have any trouble with those guys. I guess it's like, hey, he's not going to care. By the way, no odd job, too short, whatever. I shoot everybody in the crotch anyway. For me, uh, odd job, I'm just going to shoot him in the head if, if anyway. So why not? Just you can play odd job. I don't care. There's There are multiple projects also underway, currently underway, of people remaking the game in new engines. So if yes. you, I'm looking at one right now, which is the Unreal 4 engine. Uh, oh, God, look at all that. Oh, ray tracing almost. Is that ray tracing going uh, on here? Probably not ray tracing, but just you know, better volumetric light and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't look insanely good, but it it somehow yeah. retains the spirit, the jank yeah. of the old game without looking like shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would play this if it was any kind of shape to be done. It's not released or out, but um, yeah. I'd play this. Mod scene is, like I said, the mod scene is huge. Let me see. There's a, I'm going to point some people to some website here. Um, where is it? I believe it is. Nope. That ain't the one. Uh, I had to post a loader later, I suppose, but there is a great mod. Oh, I think I know where it's at. No, I don't. Okay. never mind. Mm-hmm. Keep moving on then. Yep. And but, the, uh, the other thing I wish there's a, they would there's do. A, yeah, I there's wish a they, whole mod scene for the N64. Oh, there's big, big time. And I, and, and those people yeah. look, they're going to be purists about the original platform and all of that. I'm actually more interested in what somebody maybe does with this game in this right. regard. Like, take it, put it in, you know, the Crytek or the Unreal Engine or something right. cool, but really be true to the original. Give me that full experience. Make some multiplayer that feels right. Like that, I'd be into that. That'd be great. I like. I think the things selling me on this one that we're looking at now is the simplicity of the architecture. It's just a bunch of square. Uh, you know, hallways, and that feels right to me. When you start throwing in all the nice water effects and you know steam coming out of pipes and all that stuff, I'm like, okay, you've made it too complicated. That's what I liked about Goldeneye. Super not complicated. I just want to see some ugly people <laughs> with these, polygon faces. Why do these bald doctor men all have boobs? What's going they, on with this? They, I don't. They all, but they all look the same too. They're all the same character. Oh, I love By that the way, though. That's what I loved about Half Life. Yeah. Half Life have all those guys going. Oh hello, yeah. Freeman. Freeman, meet me oh, in the oh, thing, Freeman. And that guy was always the same looking dude. It was great. Yeah, I miss that I about the games. They, I wonder who they map those after because uh, a lot of the rare game developers and, and people at rare were the ones they scanned in for uh, use in the, in the 007 golden eye. So, Oh, hmm. right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, well, this stuff's endlessly for, fascinating to me because name another N64 game that has this kind of lasting impression. And the ones you would probably name like, would be, Oh, Zelda 64, maybe mask, right. Majora's mask, maybe, but like Mario 64, you know, a couple of big two part, you know, a couple of big, first party game right but what, this what makes is the it, one what makes this it even the, better this is the game yeah. this is it yeah this is it that's what makes it so good it's a it's a one i mean that's it i mean everything else is eh. yeah perfect dark you could argue i plenty of people like how perfect dark perfect dark more streamlined it's yes great. perfect dark but it's not james bond right i no, mean it's, it's not uh, as innovative it took ideas that worked right. in james bond it's joanna, and it's joanna dark yeah and they just added on what was already working um, yeah. And in, in some ways, that's you know, it's exactly what they should do. I, I'd love a reimagining of the Joanna Dark games. Make a yeah. new one. Make it beautiful. Ray trace the hell out of it. Make it this amazing Series X, uh, yeah. you know, PC showcase because Microsoft still owns the rights to all that shit. And I feel and like that would be, be a in. better, yeah. I I like to see that modernized because there's nothing precious about it, right? I mean, Perfect Dark is just. It's, it's just, just perfect better. dark. I mean, some people yeah. feel precious about it, but you're right. Not as much as this. This thing's got like right. sacred, you know, 
Don't mess with the golden eye. Golden eye is the, Don't the, touch the OG. Uh, don't touch my golden eye, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah, don't touch me. <laughs> Gross. I don't, don't touch me my golden, golden eye. eye. Yeah, don't, <laughs> never, we live too far. Never show oh, me your golden eye. Way. Yeah, go ahead. Right. By the way, there's some things I wanted to do. The, this game also made me want to order, finally order that rumble pack for my N64 controller, because this was one of those uh, early on rumble packs that you would get with the N64. Did you do it? And I, I haven't ordered it yet. Because I'm trying to find the right. There's so. There's just too many. There's just too many choices out there, and the price difference is it's just not great enough that I can't. I just can't find a good one. Mm. Uh, anyway, um, originally the some one of the suggestions. Yeah. One of the failed suggestions about this game, and you may know this bit of trivia, but I just thought it was fascinating, and I want to try it. It's the reason why I'm going to tell you about it. But you could take the rumble pack to reload the gun. Yeah. You would remove the gun. There was wanting to, when you reload the gun, yeah. and you remove the rumble pack and you insert it back in. That's how you reload. Mm. I want to do that so bad. They never made it into the game. Yeah. I don't think I ever got beyond just talking about it because yeah. it's a stupid idea because that's a lot of wear and tear <laughs> on your controllers and your yeah. rumble pack and everything else. Yeah. But God, I like just experience it a couple of times. Yeah. Right? Just, yeah, I feel <laughs> you. <laughs> that would feel so freaking good. I agree with you. Uh, well, we'll see yeah. what, what ends up happening. Uh, there's your look at GoldenEye, one of the great games ever made. It's a historic point in gaming history, uh, whether you like it or not. And uh, I was really glad to revisit <laughs> it so much this week. I really had fun digging in. And, yeah, uh, wow, so good. I'm gonna go watch some speed runs later. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, yeah. And you soon you're gonna see me do 21 seconds on the runway. Damn That's, straight. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill him. You're gonna beat it. Destroy it. <laughs> <gonna> beat it. <laughs> All right, we're gonna play guess our game. This is where we take an old game, we play some audio from it, and the other person tries to guess what the hell it is. I'm gonna start this week, and my clip is uh, for a game that came out in 1994. Uh, the version I played though came out in '95. That's a little bit of a hint. Oh. Okay, console game. Okay, um, that's all I'm gonna say. I'll, I'll let you have other. Is it? Is it? Is it Windows 95? Hell no. Oh, well, you said it was 95 for the version I played. Okay, no, uh, there's no sweaty. Uh, uh, what's his name? Steve Ballmer dancing around yelling. I did do that one week. Just record the intro to the Windows 95 boot up screen. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Please never. All right, here's the uh, here's the my file. See if you can figure it out. Here you go. say this is just kind of intro flavor music here but here comes actual like get going stuff here 95 95 is when i played it 94 the game came out okay but I, when i say i played it i played it on a platform where a version of it was made with some enhancements this kind of has like a rare golden eye era type music to it is it a rare game nope here you go. He's next fight. Oh wait, I know this. Wait. That's what is that? I know that one. Do you know it? I, I yeah, that. I, I know that noise. Did someone in the chat already say? Oh, someone knows it. Don't look. Somebody knows it, but uh, it is definitely not Choplifter. Is what I wanted to get out in front and say. It's not Choplifter. Choplifter. It's always Choplifter. It's super metal. Like the game wants to be badass. Um, that's a shotgun. It's not a very good one, but shotgun. Super muted. Yeah. Here I'll get to a part where he uses it again. How? What is this? It's just stupid. 
That sounds bad. Is he punching something? No, he's shooting. It's a bad. It's that's what I'm saying. It's a bad shotgun. Anyway, any ideas? I'll give you another hint. The company who it's made a sh- it. It's a it's a shooter. The company who made it is now gigantic. And uh, oh, are they gigantic? Are they nine nanatic? Oh, go ahead, gigantic. No, yeah. they're gigantic, meaning they're huge now, and uh, they're also a little embattled right now. That's your. Oh. Hint. I know you're talking about, but I don't know. They're going through 95. some stuff. They're going through some stuff right now at this minute. No ideas, no guesses. I can't say. Did '95 would be the era of like? Uh, let's see, '95 we were doing Doom clones, like nobody's business. Is this a Doom clone? Um, no, it is a side scroller action game. Oh, side scrolling action game. Yep. Okay, then I don't know. All right, I'm going to tell you. That's not what I'm envisioning at all. Here it is. It is Blackthorn. Blackthorn. Made by Blizzard Entertainment. Uh, co, co or Published or co-produced or something by Interplay, I think, at the time. Okay. Um, anyway, this is the 32X version of the game. Uh, a lot of people don't even remember okay. that that happened, but the original versions came out on the SNES and the Genesis, and uh, the main differences were a bit better sound. And that's really it. <laughs> they didn't do much else to it. Yeah. It was um, it was where it was on thirty uh, two X where I played it thirty two X. Yeah, but you can get oh, it. Well, on, you can get it on the I have stuff. never, I have never played Blackthorn, but I know that sound. Blackthorn One played a lot that, like uh, like they must flashback. Remember flashback. The game Flashback, yeah. amazing game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we yeah. should do a whole show on Flashback one day. Uh, flashback style is stuff going on. Um, right. it, you could tell this stuff was drawn, written, and made by a bunch of ex metalhead yes. stoner kids from school. Game Boy Advance is how I'm playing this thing. Yes. Oh, is there a Game Boy Advance version? Oh yes. Look at that. Oh, that's that. trash. I love it. I want to play this one. Hold on, I'm gonna see that version here. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Nor hold on. Oh, look a at that. Uh, game. You said Advance is where this is. Yeah, yeah. It says Game Boy Advance. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, look at that. They do have a version for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that could be a fun. That might be a fun place. You could buy it off Amazon now for the low, low price of two hundred two dollars. I'm just gonna say I don't think Blackthorn is as good as it could be. <laughs> I think it's kind of a bad. Game. Sounds fantastic. Oh, I it sounds swear cool. I, they, don't get me wrong. Sounds. I, cool. Someone has used that. Some of those sounds later on. It's probably another game adjacent to it or something that was developed by. Blizzard, and this is sure. definitely not the Blackthorn of, or sorry, the Blizzard of today. Um, right, right, right. No, this is this is old school Blizzard. This is old school Blizzard doing old school shit uh, back when they were making SNES games and then you know other consoles. Um, oh, you said SNES. Oh yeah, there it is. Inter- we're gonna get letters. Interplay Blizzard Entertainment. There we go. Uh, it, I'm looking at the old 16-bit one now, real quick here. It's just, it's fine. Look at you're like a dude. He's got a gun. There's some sort of orc dude. Oh, shot him. Good. A little bit of blood, you know, jumping. That part there, it's very yeah, it looks good. Very uh, Prince of Persia kind of business going yeah, on. Yeah, it is very Prince of Persia. I yeah. don't remember if the game. Why does uh, why did that one? Why do some of those holes in the wall look like uh, Vagi- body parts? Vaginas. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Because that's where these guys were then. Right. Ooh, that, password saves. Sweet. Maybe there's uh <laughs> Maybe there's something here about culture, video right. game culture, and now they snuck video, snuck vaginas into the wall. Maybe we should have known that. Here, some something like a vagina. Yeah, maybe that oh, would be. A oh, I didn't like that. Uh, so he, 
when you leave a screen uh, and when the weapon is thrown at you when you leave the screen it's supposed to re re uh, reset when you come back in not hit you immediately that's stupid well you know it's i mean this actually makes me want to play it again because there is some cool stuff in that game but yeah it's pretty cool it also had a hide behind the wall thing he just did it where you just i miss heroes who wore blue jeans and white beaters i know dude it's so stereotyped where's duke at has anybody seen duke so weird such a weird I think game. Blizzard's, I think Blizzard stole him. Were you saying I seen Duke? I think they might have stolen him. All right, I'm going to play yours now. Do you remember what it is? Actually, yeah, I do have to look it up again because I was like, <laughs> oh, shoot, what did I put in here? <laughs> I love when you do but, that. All right, yeah, I'm yeah, going to play I figured, it. I figured it out. All right, I'll play it, it. Let's see if I can yeah. get it. We now have 12,000 treasure, or is it 14,000? <laughs> what about this Ganasty Ganort character? Now, I understand he's found a magic spell to turn gems into warriors for his cause. I'll take that question. Nasty Nork is a simple creature. Simple. He has been contained in a remote world and is no threat to the Dragon Kingdom. No threat! To the Dragon Kingdom. Ugly? That does it! Uh, Ever says King's Quest. It's not... Is it a is it an adventure game like that though? Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, adventure game. But it's not like that. Not that kind of adventure. Oh, not point and click adventure then. No, 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 no. And this is not what year? Sorry, I didn't ask. Uh, nineteen ninety of eight. Hmm. Ninety eight. I had to cut a little bit short because they started saying the character's name. There's another clue for you. Uh. This is too early it's three, for like, it's, Yeah, it's three days early, 3D. It's a platform game. Yeah. Adventure. Yeah. Got a little adventure in there. Adventure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm completely yeah. lost. I have no... Give me another I, hint. P, uh, um, PS1. Oh, dragons. Um, he said dragons. Uh, 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 dragons. Uh, 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 Spy- uh, uh, Spyro the, dra- the dragons. Spyro the gyro <laughs> the dragon. Is that it? That's it. Spyro ah, the dragon. I got it. There's a remaster of that that's quite good, a trilogy Oh, thing. I love the trilogy. I purchased it. No regrets. Um, Spyro still looks really good. I played this on that uh, mister that I was talking about earlier. Uh, that was one of the one I played uh, very early on yeah. with the PlayStation emulation. It is still looks good compared yeah. to other PlayStation games. It's yeah. it's no, that's, good. And, that's awesome. I I yeah. kind of in the mood. Those were good games. They were great. Oh, they were so good. And I can't recommend that Reignited, I think is what it's called. It's it is it's on it's on Steam. Let me see. Yeah, Reignited Trilogy. Yeah. And it is it is fan freaking tastic. And it is also 40 gigabytes of space. Good lord. You better have some space on your thing there. Very positive. 40 gig 40 gig is I mean that's three games, yeah. so divide it up. Yeah, and it's a dollar per gig is 40 bucks deal. Look at that. <laughs> a dollar a gig. Yeah. Wow. But let me tell you how popular it is. Yeah. Sixty-four of my friends already own this game on Steam. That's almost it. all of them. I should get it. I have a bunch yeah. of friends I don't even know on Steam. I, I always did the like accept everybody and kind of regret it because now I don't know how to clean right. it up. It's kind of a mistake. <laughs> oh, it's hard. You got to yeah. go one by one. Um, it's hard. All right. Well, I think I, it means I win this week and you lose. You win this week. You win this week, Johnson. Take that, Johnson. All right. Now let's do these uh, these emails. Welcome to the treasure room. 
Here's one from Nate. Uh, he sent the email into uh, playretroshow at gmail.com, and his email goes thusly. Hey, guys, I'm one of the people that saw the recommendation on Pac- Pocketcasts. I think he means Pocketcasts. Yeah, Pocketcasts. Yes. Oh, sweet. We yeah. got a Pocketcast. We do. We love that. That was so nice of them to show to showcase us yeah. that first couple of weeks. Love. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm really loving it. Currently on a run and gun show. Request. Oh, I don't know if it deserves a whole show, but I swear I put more quarters in a gauntlet than an indie into any other not only were the mazes fun and the huge uh, numbers of enemies were awesome, but the teamwork was great. Nate. Well, Nate, yeah. I guarantee yeah. you we will be doing yes. a Gauntlet episode. 100%. Yeah, Gauntlet, Gauntlet has been one of the most requested games we've uh, probably received. And yes, we're definitely do Gauntlet. Well, I've just been trying to figure out, a, does Gauntlet by itself have enough for an episode? And if not, what do we bundle it with? I mean, I've got so much love for Gauntlet. I'm the same way. I put so many. It's one of the games at the arcade. I just just. I think we have an angle on it. The angle is an is not uh, well. Here's my take on it. The angle should be not just Gauntlet, but what did Gauntlet do? Because Gauntlet 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 informed an entire, you know, genre of stuff moving forward. What is what even is an action RPG? What are RPG elements in the '80s? Do we even know what the hell that shit was supposed to be? Did D and D players uh, recognize this for what it was? kind of an action offshoot of what they had been doing turn-based over a table all those years. Like, there's so much to say about the future of things. Does Diablo exist without something like this? Probably not, or at least not right. the, the exact form we got it. Like, in a lot of ways, this is proto-Diablo. This is proto-action RPG. I think it has a huge place in the history of games, and I think if we took that angle on it a little bit like yeah. what we did today, and it, uh, it would work. It was, arca- it was arcade staple as well. I mean... It was always there for I'm, I'm, the entire time I went, no matter what games came and left, they, it seemed like Gauntlet was always there. It just it just remained. Do you remember this sound? Here, let me find it. Um, Gauntlet, if I as I hear, Gauntlet. people make people make covers out of all uh, covers of it all the time. But I just want to hear the original here. Uh, can't find that it. Gauntlet reboot years back was really fun as well i mean it wasn't the original gauntlet but it was still good let me see if i can find the arcade version of it okay i think this is the sound it made let's see wait oh shit this isn't working big buck uh you know the kind of like it would call out to you to make you come on oh yeah yeah the attract mode yeah attract mode can I not yep. find it? Get over here. Is that it? No, that's definitely not it. I can't find it, but it was like this. <laughs> Wizard says, get over here. <laughs> oh, am I thinking? Of, you know what I'm thinking of is Marble Madness. I keep doing that. Well, that's hilarious. We had to do Marble Madness just for the simple fact that Scott needs to do Marble oh. Madness. Then we need to talk about, uh, uh, we'll we'll tie that in with all trackball games. How about that? That's fine. But man, Marble Madness as a, arc, as a high school experience for me, that thing ate all my quarters. Right. Took all my money. All of it. Right. How many other games from then do I remember the music from? It's insane. I love it. Yeah. I love yeah. Marble. It was, our, it was life. It was life. It was life. So anyway, uh, future Nate, Nate will hold the Absolutely, we'll be doing something with uh, Gauntlet. Promise. That's coming. Uh, Gaspar wrote in and says, Scott and Brian, I have oh. so many memories of Faxanadu from my childhood. I, uh, I don't know what that is. Hold on. That we've actually, this is the second time I've heard about Fix. Maybe, maybe Gaspar is just really uh, vocal about it. But I think he's not the only person that's uh, 
request. Oh, yeah, it's a NES game, it looks like. Uh, yeah, Hudson yes, Soft yes, made NES it. Game. Action role-playing platform adventure game from the Family Computer mm-hmm. Famicom, Nintendo Entertainment System. Licensed computer, blah, blah, blah. Let's see here. Um, uh, it was the first party title under license from Hudson Soft. Mattel distributed the game in, this, in the yes. uh, European uh, stuff. It was a spin-off or side story of Xanadu, which is the second installment of the long-running RPG series. The problem is we had our own Xanadu right. over here. It wasn't a game. It was a stupid show. Right, right, movie. right. Anyway. Something means something totally different in says, the States. He says, I would spend days at a time trying to get through it. It was the first side-scrolling RPG I was exposed to at the ripe old age of eight-ish. And I, uh, it was truly... Sorry, it was truly impossible and never got to finish it. I would love to know right. if you guys ever played it and what you think. Your show is inspiring me about the games of yore and bringing up lots of nostalgia. I love the show. Gaspar, or Gasperi, I'm not sure how you say her name. Um, I never played it. No, I, 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 I didn't, didn't even either, know it existed. Yeah. Looking at the screens, I'm like, wow, this is such a colorful game. What a great, uh, what, a, what a great setting this is. And, and I've, I've seen it before because it's been recommended before. But yeah, I think I think it's definitely worth a look. How about we should, we can maybe have a segment or maybe a show of stuff we never played. Mm, yeah, <laughs> first time it first first playthrough. That's what we always do on Twitch, right? It's first time playthrough of uh, of this game. So I'm I'm interested in this one. This is also a good recommendation. I guess there's a remastered version of this. I didn't know that. Uh, it looks like it. Yeah, and a lot uh, of fan art. People people who love it love it. So that looks remastered to me. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm interested. I'd never heard of it, so I, right, would, right. I wouldn't mind playing Faxanadu. It's a terrible name. Faxanadu. It just says, where do you need to send these papers? Well, Faxanadu. Probably, probably tell us, then, yeah. no, no, it's got us Fazanadu or well, something Fazan, probably, but we'll find Fazan, out soon. Fazanadu. I can hear the emails flowing in as I say it. Oh, uh, where is our email? Oh, we got one. Don't you worry. Uh, well, we just did them. There's two of them. Playretroshow at gmail.com is the email address to use. Please use it on the frequent. We would love to hear from you. Okay. Next week, we are talking about Punch-Out. Yeah, that's right. Listen to this. I got one right here. Body blow. Body blow. Body blow. Body blow. Body blow. It doesn't sound right, though. Listen. Body blow. It sounds like that sounds a right. bloody hole or something. Body blow. <laughs> Body blow. Anyway, it's starting to sound I played weird. so much... Almost every console for an arcade for a while, every visit was always a, a boxing game. Either Punch Out or Ready to Rumble was probably the last real boxing game I played on the Dreamcast. But uh, I used to love these. Oh, they're great. Laid back. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, Punch Out in particular got a huge story around it the Mike Tyson part, and then that going yes. away, and Super Punch Out, and what the difference was, and Glass Joe, and all these stupid characters, and how that game worked it was a weird weird and then i discovered there fighting. was some game in the late 70s that i had never seen before and it was a boxing game and it had like uh, controllers and there was two boxing gloves and you had to basically hold on to the boxing gloves and you could punch yeah and uh, it 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 didn't it didn't have a lot of them uh, made and there's only like one in existence left or something because people just tear that thing up right oh so gosh. they just got destroyed yeah yeah by the way I, did, I don't I forgot to tell you this I found out via TMS some listener wrote in with a video showing a uh, pinball machine for Joust the game we talked about in our very <gasps> first episode I think I yeah I was doing that I think I remember seeing something about so a pinball weird Joust. I didn't even know that existed it was this two player yeah. thing you were on one side or the other and it was sloped up in the middle right yes. so you would hit trying to get your balls up to the middle 
And then they would sometimes fall down the other guy's side and you have to deal with it. Um, this all sounds bad, but you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. Uh, I don't even know if it was any good. Top. I didn't even know it existed. So every once in a while, someone will say, hey, do you know about this game? Like, what the frick are you talking about? But not next week because punch out, baby. Punch out. Punch and all out these kind of games in- like it. You know, there's lots of these boxing yeah. games, first person, side scrolly. We're not going to get into the whole fighter genre. There's plenty to talk about. But specifically, oh, yeah. you know, the impact of punch out is a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, we don't have we don't have time to talk about all the fighters, and I'm also gonna probably update everybody on my Swiss disc that just came in from Handheld Legend uh, for my GameCube. I'm gonna see if I can do a little soft modding on it, and then maybe I will load up Time Splitters. We'll see. What is Swiss disc? Swiss disc is a it allows you to do to, to it's got a it's a menuing system, a software. Once you soft boot into this, then you can. Uh, you can do different things. Yeah, it's got some, some it's got little marshmallows yeah. uh, for your Swiss. I could have burned uh, my own, but I was like, I'm lazy. Somebody yeah. else do it for me. But I had to buy the little tiny disc. I had to get my sack. Brian's got people. out. He has ah. people. He has people now. It's fine. It's fine. People. Brian will have his people do it. Handheld legend. Uh, there you go. Punch out next week. Be here for that. In the meantime, our show is brought to you by your help at patreon.com slash play retro. Please continue to support us there because we needs it to keep doing what we're doing. And if you haven't yet supported us, it's not expensive. It's super easy to get in. And there's lots of reasons why. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash play retro. Those emails are playretro at gmail.com. And of course, play retro show on Twitter. Uh, if you're looking for uh, more information about the show or all the places you can get it, which is kind of everywhere, go to frogpants.com slash play retro. Hey, Brian, I think that's it. Anything else you'd like to say before we go? Uh- yeah, I, I play these games throughout the week. If you follow me on twitch.tv forward slash Brian Dunaway, I play uh, it usually 6 p.m. Eastern time, and I played a lot of GoldenEye this past week, and I expect I'll be playing a lot of Punch-Out this next week. Very nice. Check out frogpants.com for more great shows, including core and other game shows that talk about video gaming in different ways. This mm-hmm. is our favorite thing around here. We like talking love it. video games. So go check it out. We'd love it if you did. That'll do it for us. Thanks for listening. Go play something retro. We'll see you next week. No odd job. (laughs) Odd job is OP. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. That's what it sounded like when you died. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.